Wake up, gamers, because you're listening to the Big Thing Dimension with Dan and Bob Video Games. Bob, there is a fire in your kitchen. No, no, it must be something logical like werewolves. Chris Wolfhard. Crispy Critters. <laughs> and Dr. Agro. My hands are my hands are real big, you guys. Here on Gigaboots. I hope his hands recover. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I need you to explain to me what the fuck <laughs> you just said. What? We're just talking about werewolves. <laughs> <laughs> Just completely harmless uh, werewolves uh, causing fires in houses might be AI generated. Who knows? Anyways, hello, everyone, and welcome to Big Thing to Mention, where we're zoomed in now. Well, this seems completely wrong. How did this happen? I literally set this here in the corner. Yeah, you're fucking massive, dude. I'm going to need you to stop working out so fucking much. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Let's get him in there. Okay, here we go. The state of play got him really excited. Right. Anyways, there we go. I I will also get up to fix our cameras. Anyways, uh, I went to my niece's wedding. That was a nice little vacation for like three days. Cool. Um, It was hot because it was in South Florida. (laughs) Yeah. It's even hotter than up here. The rehearsal was at least 10 degrees hotter than the day of. So, yeah, luckily, luckily, it was not as bad on the day of. Anyways, I hear you played a video game while I was gone. I did. And Eric had to be there with you. <laughs> Eric joined me. Yes. I don't think he liked that. <laughs> Bob, tell us all about Wanted Dead. Yeah. I, I, we played all the way through Wanted Dead, the incredibly massive game that took me like seven hours to beat. <laughs> uh, for people who don't know, this is a third person shooter with melee combat in it as well. Um, it's made by former Ninja Gaiden devs and the people who worked on Devil's Third. They also recently made Valkyrie Elysium. Oh, yeah. This is the Valkyrie Elysium people. Uh, That game was better, unfortunately. Oh, my. Mm. (laughs) Uh, um, Mm -hmm. Weirdly, the biggest problem with this game Uh is that no one on the cast, like, I don't think a single person or the voice director or anyone could speak fluent English. Which is, like, a real problem. Oh, it, it comes off more as they don't understand each other and everyone's mumbling than actually like, oh, it's kind of funny that this is bad. So it's kind of like Gungrave. Yeah, it's a lot like one. The, your new Gungrave. But the new Gungrave has at least has. Well, you can listen to it in Korean. OK, this is all recorded only in English. Like. It's rough and it's all like people that are German, I think. Um, so it's not English or anything like you might expect. Oh, OK. Yeah, it's it's such a weird choice. It doesn't feel like an intentional choice either. Okay. It, they're just a bunch of scenes that are supposed to be charming, like building the team. Because you play as this uh, one woman who's broken or been released from prison because she's like some hardcore war criminal who's going to join the Hong Kong police. Mm-hmm. And we're, it's unclear exactly what she did before they got her in prison. But now they need someone really, really bad to deal with these cyber crimes and cyber Hong Kong. They needed a bad dude. Yes. She's going to save President Reagan. <laughs> um, so you have like her and then a squad of other people is basically the same sort of backstory. Uh, like one guy's a mute guy who can hear you, but he, he speaks only in sign language. 
Um, he, he's probably the best character because he can't, he doesn't, you don't have to worry about his voice actor being bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and then there's the, yeah, there's like th- three other characters and they're all, they all fall flat because they can't act at all because they can't speak English. <laughs> cool. Yeah, it's rough. It, what, it's, so it's brought down so much by this. Okay, I was going to say, I, the, the core question at the, at, the, at the middle of all of this, at the center of all this, I feel like, is this element of it adding some esoteric je ne sais quoi that makes it distinct, or is it just ruining it? And it sounds like you're saying it's just making it lesser. Yeah, it just makes it lesser okay, in every way. Like it's, it's, it's really unfortunate, because I think that the core gameplay here is actually pretty fun. Like, the, the melee part feels a little bit janky. Like, the hits Like don't... Devil's Third. <laughs> Not as good as Devil's Third. What do you mean? <laughs> like, Devil's Third has that really good feeling of, you picked up a melee weapon. This will kill if you get yeah, close. Yeah, you, can, you have the gun that will kill anything. Mm-hmm. Like, you can do a lot of Devil's Third by just shooting dudes that come up you with swords was in the head. And mm-hmm. this is a lot of the time, like, no, you got to fight them with your sword because they have, like, they're almost bulletproof. Like, you oh. they can take 100 bullets. Okay. Mm. All right. Which is lame like no i'm sorry the, the funny part is when the ninja comes up and i shotgun its face off <laughs> that's true that's just always going to be true taking a shotgun to a ninja's face will always be true um it also has a skill tree mm-hmm. uh it shouldn't though because the entire skill tree is made of things that should just be unlocked from the start that it, is the worst skill tree it's in, like in a video game like you start out with the ability to parry you need to buy the ability to attack after a parry it's stuff like that stuff that's just like obviously you should be able to do that you have to you have to unlock the skill of walking with your right foot as well as your left <laughs> that's insane i've never yeah. i don't think i've ever played a video game where it was like you parry you can't attack under that unless yeah you also uh, unlock grenades through the skill tree like that should just drop like what? Bob, I do not believe I like this game you're describing very much. <laughs> yeah, once you get every scene unlocked, it's like, oh, this is kind of fun and good. Um, it's still like brought down heavily by the story. And then between every sto- like m- real mission, you do a mini game or two. Mm-hmm. And these mini games are really bad. Uh, there are two versions, two different rhythm mini games. One is a karaoke. You know, that makes sense, right? Yeah. That's what you make. Sure. Uh, sure. The other is ramen eating, but for some reason, it's just also a rhythm game. Like a music is playing and you have to sit, hit buttons and sync with it to eat ramen. Okay. I, I don't know why it's okay. here. All right. um, also, it has one of the worst rhythm mini games I've played in anything because a lot of time <laughs> is, the, is the symbols are coming down the path. A little stutter. Like the literal, the button, like the button prompt will stutter, so it's hard to hit it on time because it's not moving right. God, that drives me insane. Yeah. Okay. Um, there's also a Gradius knockoff. Okay. Uh, Was that good? No. Was anything in this game good? Nothing was definably good, but like I said, the basic gameplay was kind of fun. Like, there are definitely problems, but it's still kind of fun. But, but it was kind of fun after you unlocked all the basic moves. Right. How long did that take? Luckily, all the, like, really basic, this should be here already moves. You can get within the first two stages or so. Okay. So it's not too bad on that front. Okay. <sighs> they, they give you experience points really fast because they know there's a problem 
Like you fill out the the thing almost completely, like two stages before the end. That's good. You know, I I want to get every like, and this seems like a game I'd never want to pick up again. Yeah, I would like to see everything before the game ends. <laughs> frankly, <laughs> what if what if you know you you just unlocked everything two stages before the game ended because you're a pro gamer? I don't think that's what happened. <laughs> no, that could have been what happened. Um, the Gradius game though is really weird because I've never seen a shmup where. Every weapon power up that's other than your basic gun is really bad. Like if what? Yeah, like yeah, that's get, where the sauce is supposed to be. I know, right? Instead, if you upgrade the basic gun, it's good. But every other gun is like lasers heat seek and lasers just goes the penetrate stuff. Okay, when you upgrade the main gun, what does it do? Like double up where you shoot two bullets at once? Yeah, yeah, it does that sort of thing. Okay, because I was forming my own form, like my own dimension of pain where it's like, no, you get the one that shoots behind you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's literally like it, the other weapons don't shoot fast enough to kill like anything. So you'll have, you know, how Gradius often has this thing where it's a line of dudes coming in. Yeah. Yeah. And you kill them all and get a power up. Uh huh. They, the other lasers are so bad, they can't kill all of those. I don't even, I can't even begin <laughs> to comprehend a laser in a Gradius game that doesn't just melt through shit like it's the 10,000 degree knife. I know. But they did it. Bob, you are consistently describing the worst video game I've heard about this year. And then they have the, your ship, you're playing as this robot. Like so, it's a, the the sprite for it's huge. Okay, it's really hard to tell what what is going to kill you, and it has Gradius levels. So literally, there's a bunch of walls you have to avoid. So yeah, that was. It's one of the worst shmups I've ever played. It's just here in this game for some reason. Cool. The only good mini game. Uh huh. Uh, there there's a crane game. A crane game? Yeah, like a a where you. Yeah, you, you use a crane and pick up toys. Oh, a claw game. Yeah, a claw game. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then they have that for... There are two versions of it. So there's one where you're collecting... Um, oh, man. What is... Our, what are they? They're like... Artwork and stuff to unlock for a gallery. And then another separate one that's just entirely figures of characters in the game. So you can get, like, the cats. Um, the, uh, every, every character. Just as a model. And that was cool. Cool. They even did a 3D model of the, the robot ship for the Gradius knockoff. You just said the best part of the $60 fucking video game was the claw game. Yes. Mini game. That's After the only... describing countless other mini games. Yes. And a story that is awful. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Also locks a true ending behind the super hard difficulty mode. Ooh, for the real gamers. Yeah. Are you a real gamer? I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to do that. <laughs> Uh, also, I, I, because it's because it's made by the Ninja Guy and devs, they're insane. So you can't do like continue like go to a hard difficulty with all your unlocks. So you have to just start a new game with no unlocks and redo uh, the whole skill tree. Even though, like I said, the skill tree is it's all stuff that should be there. <laughs> I'm really glad I left out. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I feel like uh -huh. this game would be a lot easier to recommend if the story was charming instead of a mess because no one can speak English. Cool. Oh, yeah. This also does this weird thing of every boss fight like has two phases. The second phase is basically always easier. <laughs> it's like one, one of them is literally this, this person has a cloaking device, so they go invisible. 
second half of the fuzz fight, you break their cloaking device so they can't do it invisible anymore. Oh. <laughs> like, and they, then they but, pull out some other trick to right. compensate no. for the fact that you... <laughs> oh. <laughs> they're just pissed because they're half dead. <laughs> yeah, it's... You're having one a dead good, is rough. You're having a good string of games so far this year. No. One and dead for spoken. It's, and you you may have been playing something else a little bit recently. Yeah, and hearing that stuff about Octopass isn't very encouraging either. What stuff about Octopath? Uh where the they the characters still don't interact at all. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, was like, I mean, given my other options here of these three other games, yeah, uh, I might just be like, well, whatever, yeah, it'll be has, fine. Awesome has a king compared to those. Well, I mean, they don't, they don't not interact at all. They just didn't fix it the way they said they fixed it. <laughs> <laughs> From hey. what I hear, like, there's a bunch of, like, extra chapters where two characters will go on a chapter and do a thing together. It will exist Ooh. in a void with no other character. <laughs> that's but the important that's improvement. Thing, the important thing is that it happened and you were there for it and you know those characters are thinking about that while the rest of the game happens. Bob. Oh god, there's also level one of Why Dead. You fight a giant robot uh tank, or like spider tank. Mm-hmm. And before that, you're going through like the in this, the the company that makes um hq so you see models of all these other cool robots you never fight another one of those there's they should have all these cool robot models made and they never use them <laughs> well they weren't up to production yet <laughs> i guess they were in pre-dev oh man uh, yeah yeah this sounds terrible yeah this sounds oh. genuine i was excited for the wanted dead stream and i was kind of bummed out that i was going to be out of town uh-huh but then on the hedging of my bets on the chance it was going to be dog shit i was like you should probably do that that friday just just because no one's going to even remember it a week from now mm -hmm. and imagine you delayed it and then i come back and we have to do that instead of psvr2 right that ain't happening it was it also does it has a bunch of different ways it tells the story so flashbacks will often be anime like literally okay. go into anime mode good anime or really low budget it it it's really low budget okay it's a lot of still frames <laughs> but they animate together usually okay. cool it just looks pretty rough and for some reason in flashbacks it looks cyberpunk-esque <laughs> Ooh, like very deliberately cyberpunk the the ip yes okay yeah it's weird it's a really weird grab bag uh i would suggest maybe try, trying it out when it's really cheap like 30 or 20 did you hear this man he just spent 20 minutes disassembling this game yeah if look and if, then he's like you should try it if it's cheap i'm like life's short i don't nothing if, about this sounded appealing if you're an action game junkie like i am Okay, there we it's, go. It's, now that's a qualifier. It's worth it. Okay. If you're willing to lick action game off of a Burger King wrapper I found in a dumpster. Yes, because uh. there's nothing quite like it. <laughs> it adds that special spice. That's, that's great, Bob. Yeah. Do you want to know what I was doing while you were eating garbage? Sure. Uh, so I took that trip like I was talking about. Um, I brought my analog pocket, the portable FPGA system where it can play basically every console up to, but not including PS1 and Saturn. Mm -hmm. I got really into um, checking out fast ROMs 
which are a thing I found out about recently. Did you guys know, like, there was a quality of Super Nintendo cartridge they could have printed the games on where the Super Nintendo would run faster? <laughs> and basically everyone went, well, that's expensive, so no. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, so people are making ROM hacks to port all of these games over to that uh, faster mode called Fast ROMs. Uh, so I played a lot of SimCity, and I... Uh, Got the fast ROM version of SimCity on that analog pocket, and it runs really smooth now. Did you beat it? No, fuck no, I didn't beat okay. SimCity. All right. Fuck no, I, I mean, can't even get a Megalopolis. Oh. That shit's hard. They want you to stare at the game for, like, hours as you built the ideal structure and just go, it'll figure it out eventually. <laughs> it's, 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 anyways, I enjoyed my time with SimCity. I got, like, uh, Metropolis, which is 100,000 or whatever people. So that's a shitload of people. For yeah. that game, there's only one thing above this, which is the Megalopolis, which is 500,000. Um, it was really good because naturally, from my own brain, I nailed that pretty easily after a few tries. Then I went and read an insane strategy guide for SimCity written by a psychopath on the internet. <laughs> and since I took that man's advice, I have gotten nowhere near as good a city. Huh. And I'm like, yep, the Game Facts legacy lives on. <laughs> yes. As always. Uh huh. So like, a raving derelict walked up and started suggesting things to mm -hmm. you, and you listened to him. Mm -hmm. I needed to know <laughs> if it would work. It would not. Uh, you should you should be glad that he just told you strategies about SimCity and not didn't give you investment advice. Right. Here, take this Burger King wrapper. It'll lower taxes. Okay, sure. Yeah. Oh, is that a little sauce on that? Let me just lick that off right there. What um. What year was that published? Did you see you notice know, SimCity on SNES? No, the uh, Game Facts guide. It wasn't a Game Facts guide. This dude hosted this on his own website. Oh. I was trying to okay. find some deconstruction of how SimCity on the SNES like code works. Mm -hmm. And the only thing I could find for strategies on the internet basically was this man's insane ravings that don't make sense. The funny part is. You can clearly tell he hosted this guide originally on his personal website. And then since he started doing like wedding shit, he just put it on a hidden page on his wedding videography website. <laughs> so I'm just on this page that's for this dude's wedding shit. And I'm like reading SimCity tips. That's great. It was weird. And I'm like, sure, I'm, I'm going to see if this works. It did not. Those are bad tips. If you find that website, do not listen to those tips. They have they have really bad ideas. They're like, you need to space out the industrial zones so that way they don't have high pollution. I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's based on the volume of pollution, not the concentration of it, but thank you. Turns out, yes, it was based on the volume of pollution, not the concentration of it. Spacing it out does not help your ass. Um, aside from that, I beat Advance Wars. I've been playing the original Advance Wars in anticipation of the remake. That game's cake fucking easy and the AI's brain dead all the way to the end. But I hear <laughs> once you beat the game, you can actually buy a harder version of the campaign. Oh. Where they just shoot you to death. <laughs> that's, that's what I understand it to be, which is pretty cool. Um, I did not do that. I'm excited to see how they retune the AI in the remake because it is truly fucking brain dead <laughs> the whole way through the normal campaign. Um, that was really fun. But once again, truly fucking brain dead. Uh, aside from that, 
I didn't really do a whole lot. All, all I got to say about my trip is, um, man, kid me would have killed for the entertainment options I have as an adult with a large smartphone and like mobile internet and mm-hmm. the analog pocket and all this shit. It's like kid me had a game gear that took up a shitload of space with batteries that would die and four games. Yeah. Yeah. It's really changed. <laughs> Road trips sure were different. They really fucking were. I, um, I, I read books. See, but then the light goes down. And then you you know like squint. No, yeah, then, then, then you got to like turn on the light in the back, and then your dad yells at you, and you turn yeah, it off. Yeah, and then your dad says, "No, don't turn. Don't. Minutes. You're not allowed to have that light on." Yeah, <laughs> then you wait five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. No, that wouldn't have gone well for me. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess that also applies to the Game Boy as well. Like, I remember various oh, yeah, road trips. Was like, oh, the light's out. I guess I have literally nothing. Oh, yeah. That's why you struggle with the Game Boy. And then when the, <laughs> the light goes out completely, you switch over to the Game Gear. <laughs> or you use the Game Gear earlier and the batteries are dead and you just sit there and be sad. <laughs> that's also a thing you can do. Here's a cool list of things to do if you're on a road trip with your parents in the year 1993. Cry. <laughs> <laughs> but um, don't let them see it, because then, then it gets even more complicated. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, it was crazy. I over-prepared. Like, I downloaded entire Mystery Science Theater 3K movies to my phone, because uh-huh. they're on YouTube. Just download them. Uh, I, did, I prepped all this stuff, and then I was like, Man, this this was too much entertainment. Like I had I had shit I was doing throughout the day and just hanging out and stuff. So I don't know. It was a great trip. And uh my only concerns with the analog pocket are one, the, the Game Boy Advance course should not have a graphical glitch on a launch title made by Nintendo. Uh-huh. They need to solve that. And I spent a good bit of Advance Wars being like, Is this also glitched? Is this <laughs> supposed to be happening? The separation in the sprite as the battleship goes off the screen during this battle animation? Is that normal or is that this core fucking up? Mm-hmm. Uh, but the analog pocket does a good job justifying itself over every other analog product because it's portable. Yeah. If you're not getting an analog pocket, like if you're if you're thinking you want an analog console, you probably just want a mister. Right. And yeah, while that is like more expensive, does everything else. it does everything and then some. Mm-hmm. Uh, halfway through my trip, the Neo Geo core started freaking out and messing up the background in Neo Turf Masters, just dropping it out entirely when I would hit the victory screen. Not sure what's up with that. Maybe it's my ROM, but we'll see. Um, and then I came back and PlayStation VR 2 happened. But before we got to that, we did two days of PSVR 1 streams. <laughs> yeah, we did. Um, just to be clear, we've owned PSVR 1 for about, I don't know, six years. Bought on a Black Friday sale for a couple hundred bucks. Had the camera and move controllers left over from prior engagements. Mm-hmm. Um, PSVR 1's a fucking burden. <laughs> it's not a good experience. There's some fun to be had in it and some really neat stuff, but it you get like... I got fatigue from that thing that was for real. I got um, the pain of... You're in the headset and it goes... I'm, I'm sorry, that's the wrong controller. Pick up the other one. And you can't see out of the headset like you can on the new one. Right. So I'm just like, where are my move controllers? I hope I don't trip and die. <laughs> <laughs> so you're just trying to reach for the floor and fucking get it. 
there's so many layers psvr ones just bad yeah 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 wearing that headset like it's just so much less comfortable literally it hurts my head yeah like it's way the the head strap is way tighter the weight isn't distributed as well Mm -hmm. it's it's a pain yeah i mean also uh the the experience itself like the camera loses track of the controllers if you turn around or go too low Mm -hmm. um the tracking isn't that good to begin with on either the headset or the move controllers yeah the move controllers are really rough uh psvr one's something i would never recommend now having done this legal disclaimer at the front we got to feed saber tacos that was pretty fucking cool (laughs) i thought it might not be as cool going back me too I thought that game, get, like, that game better get ported. I still haven't gotten to do that. They delisted it. Yeah, they delisted the Fuck. game. Yeah, they. I've, I sincerely think the only way you're ever going to get to play that is come over and play on Bob's account, right? Because <laughs> my account doesn't even have it. We had to hook up the PS4 Pro to do it because we couldn't get it on the PS5 even. Yeah. Wow. Uh-huh. They don't want you to know how good we have to go back. This is what they took from <laughs> us. Let's uh, uh, before we started the stream. I, I, I talking to Bob. I was like, you know, much like you said a moment ago, I too was thinking maybe this isn't as hilarious and amazing as we remembered it being. Mm-hmm. And I, I was talking to him. I was like, Bob, we need to be prepared for the moment the check gets angry, <laughs> just fucking angry that we overhyped this game because. I remember it being delightful, but there's a chance that chat watching this will not think it's funny or hilarious or anything. No, that was amazing. Yeah. Feeding Saber Tacos is the funniest shit in the world. She's just talking about like, oh, Da Vinci set this up because you're you're my master and I'm your servant and you need to, uh, you, here, I'll protect this area of the garden. You go off, you go off by yourself and then you, you tell her, but I'll be lonely. <laughs> and she's like, what? Oh, I guess I can go with you. And then you choose what uh, activity you're going to do. And the eating food one is called satisfying. <laughs> <laughs> and then you go to this nice little patio and she's just like, there's so much food. And she looks excited and you need to hand her the food. One, one item of which is tacos. Yes. And then she's like, oh, it's so spicy. The spice is going through my nose. And everyone in chat's like, Saber, there's there's no spice on this. <laughs> it's just lettuce. <laughs> um, well, she is British. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was a really fun time. That that stream VOD will be up on uh, the VOD Archive YouTube channel. Uh, that was cool. Uh, I do have a real recommendation for a VR game. If you have PSVR 1 and are ready to do that to yourself again, or if you have a PC headset, because uh, it's also on Steam, I highly recommend Paper Beast. Uh, Paper Beast is made by the creator of Another World, which those out of touch might know as Out of This World, uh, because it was renamed for America when it came out a billion years ago. Because apparently there was a soap opera called Another World. Huh. Yeah, that's what I heard anyway. They had to rebrand it in America for that reason. Anyways, um, this is the most amazing game Eric Chahi's made since that. You're a person on an alien planet with paper beasts everywhere. And you need to solve how to travel through the environment by interacting interacting with them. So it's basically a puzzle game, almost like a mist-like. Mm-hmm. But through you engaging with the environment and these strange origami creatures 
It is amazing. I had completely forgotten about this game until you mentioned it after the stream. And it it was like that scene in Ratatouille. I just drew back to the past. I couldn't remember the game at all, but I remembered the feeling of, oh, oh, I think I'm about to buy a PSVR. Yeah. (laughs) I I was like, oh, cool. Eric Chahi, this game. Great. Awesome. I'm super interested in that. Uh, It looks like I'm just looking at cool art. And that's not the game at all. There is a game there. Right. It basically is like another world where you have to use your abilities and movements to engage with the environment and successfully traverse the alien planet, you know, with no speech and everything else. But in 3D and in VR, and it's a really great experience. I highly recommend Paper Beast. Um, This has a really cool intro. I don't want to spoil. Yeah, we don't want to spoil the intro, which is why I haven't mentioned it at at all. Right. But it fucking surprises you. Uh. That game is really cool. That is a cool-ass game. They should port that to the PSVR 2. I'd buy it again in a heartbeat. Uh, Bob, were there any other PSVR 1 games you wanted to talk about? Uh, Deracine, I think that's yeah, what you say. Yeah, Deracine. Deracine is what I've heard. Deracine? I was, I was about to ask, how was that? That was actually really cool. This is a FromSoft game uh, where you play as a fairy um, who's just... <laughs> Having a little mischief. Yeah, just does a little mischief in this like sixteen hundreds medieval school, or not medieval, but um like British school or something. Mm-hmm. It's really neat. You have uh two rings, so this is a, of course connected to the Elden Ring, Elder uh, Eternal Ring, Elden mm-hmm. Ring universe. Mm-hmm. I assume. Sure, <laughs> they're all from soft games of the same fucking universe. Yes. Uh, so you have like one ring of time and one ring of life. And you can literally suck life out of one object and put it in another. So, like, in an early thing, you, like, suck life out of these grapes and put it into a flower and it grows. Uh, and then the the big mission I had to play was go around the school and poison these children. <laughs> because for some reason, mm-hmm. the one child who's trying to get in contact with you is, like, the only way to make them lo- know that you're real is to pull this prank on them. Yes. Where we put all these herbs into this soup that we're making. Uh-huh. <laughs> so everyone, yes. every kid has their own herb they're hiding. And you need to find it and put the soup. And then you make the soup and it knocks the dude out immediately. <laughs> uh, but there's just a bunch of really neat little puzzles as you go around the school and like interact with objects to f- figure out what's going on. Like you, you also find ghosts of objects. So you're like, oh, yeah. This is the item you need, but the ghost of it. You should follow the trail to right because you're watching the- almost like detective vision, spectral vision of a memory of these children headed out this way with right the item you, you need. It really is also kind of mist like you're traveling through an environment. There are set areas you teleport to. You mm-hmm. literally just look a direction, and there are blue circles on the ground, and you push the button to go to those sections. Yeah, you kind of move around like a dungeon crawler almost. Almost, like yeah. Like that, that way of it being so segmented. Yeah, and you go up to these different interactable things, children, objects, etc., and just try to figure out what's the mystery, and it is very VR interactable. Mm-hmm. You know, there was that one kid where it's like, what's what's his deal? Is it his book? Is it something else on this tree he's in? And then you just took off his fucking hat. <laughs> yes. And that there's the fucking herb underneath. Uh, it seemed really cool. Had I not just come from Paper Beast, I would have been a lot more hype on that <laughs> because it's the words version of Paper Beast. And I'm like, I don't know. These children aren't weird origami nightmares. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's 
it's definitely the same sort of thing. I like the style a lot more than Paper Beast, but I you know, understand Paper Beast is obviously like also way more stylized. We should bring it up from the outside. The the PSVR one capture is bad. Very. <laughs> but from the outside of Paper Beast, you couldn't see most environments. It was too dark. Yeah, that that sucked. Is I'm like, Dan sure is going around darkness for like <laughs> 15 minutes straight. I didn't know for a while that they couldn't see at all. Yeah. Meanwhile, it was, it was dark in the headset, but I could still see contours and things, you know? <laughs> right. As it turns out, when you have 3D vision, these small differences in brightness can very <laughs> easily articulate shape visually. Um, That's... That game... Sorry. Anyways, Derecine, yeah, I think... Uh, I think Agro would really like that. I hope they port it to PSVR yeah, I, too, I but really, it's from Soft. So the last be, thing they want is their PS4 games ending up somewhere else. I know. It's like, <laughs> come on. Come on. Did you have anything else you wanted to say about PSVR 1 before we cease talking about it and never talk about it ever again? I feel like we found some other cool stuff. Astrobot was, of course, fun. Yeah, Astrobot's cool. Um, I wish was, today had an SOB game. It was really funny to be like, oh, a lot of these songs are just in the new Astrobot oh, yeah. game. No, that soundtrack is just like... <sighs> yeah, like it literally starts playing that time attack scene. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, all right. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty good. Uh, of course, it doesn't have the GPU song. No. Bob, What's they that? want us to talk about the worst game we played in VR. Oh. So people may recall a game called Golem, which is being made, which was made by Marty O'Donnell Studio. Yeah, it should be over there if you want to show the box art. Um, Golem, Marty O'Donnell, for people who don't know, is the former composer for Bungie. I don't know if they can Ooh. see that I didn't get to... Um, the one who was wrongfully fired. This is a game where you're supposed to play as a cool golem. Yeah. And all the trailers show like how neat that is. This was the worst experience we had in VR as for about 10, 15, 20 minutes straight. It just gives us cutscene after cutscene after cutscene. Imagine Half-Life 2 opened with 20 minutes of you not even moving around while a cutscene happens. You're just sitting there while a cutscene happens for 15 20 minutes it's forever yeah and a lot of times they even like they're really bad at showing it so they have the dudes who are emoting like 10 to 20 feet away from you yeah so you can't even get like anything of like oh i'm actually there it just feels like they're across the room that's not really exciting Uh, yeah it's no feeding saber tacos no and then the gameplay starts and we're like, okay, we're going to possess the golem, right? We got this cool ice cream scoop of mysticism. We're going to possess the golem with it. No, you possess a thing on the ground, and then you have to crawl underneath the floorboards, and the first thing the game does is make you... First off, movement in this is awful. It's the worst movement in any VR game we played. You press and hold the move button, or the trigger, can't remember, and then you lean forward. And so yeah. you you just have to move yourself outside of your comfort zone for minutes at a time to move through the game. Mm-hmm. Got that segue action. It's so rough because you move so slow. And they made such big areas. Right, because you're my you're a really small thing like the size of I don't know, a really small beetle. Um and you go under the floorboards and they immediately cover you in cockroaches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, we went under the floorboards. I started seeing a lot of spider webs. I was like, Dan, I'm done. 
And I'm like, okay, that's fine. I'll, I'll, I'll play. Maybe, this, you know, I'm not arachnophobic or anything else. I'll, I'll play. And, and then the core gameplay mechanics cover you and co- cockroaches over and over. You need to use the flashlight to get them off you, and it's not responsive. Yeah. Like, I'm just jabbing these cockroaches <laughs> with the flashlight, and they're not getting off me. I'm just, I'm just thinking of that X-Men cartoon <laughs> bit where where Wolverine gets hit with the hallucination gas and is just hallucinates being covered in scorpions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was terrible. And I kept trying to stick with it, but it didn't have any new ideas other than move slowly through the environment and listen to people, listen to the adults up through the floorboards talk about you. Mm-hmm. Because you're now crippled from that accident. And that's it. And I, so we just turned it off and we said, yeah, no, this is terrible. This is one of the, this is the worst game I played in PSVR. For people who don't know, I'm actually pretty cool with being put outside of my comfort zone because I think that could be cool experience wise. It also could be, it could give me perspectives on things, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm terrified of hypes, but I played um, the Horizon game. And honestly, it wasn't that bad in there. It could have been way worse. Okay. It could have been way worse. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Golem sucked. This is terrible because we've owned the disc for Golem for years. <laughs> yeah, we bought this forever ago. Sale, yeah. Like um, probably a year after it came out or something. Yeah, like for most. five or ten dollars or something. It's it's it's. Oh, Jesus. We, we also played Doom Three in VR. Well, you know, I'm gonna say that's the second worst game. <laughs> yes. Um, Doom Three in VR is Doom Three, so that's a huge debuff. But um. <laughs> Now you have to watch the cutscenes play out on a flat screen in front of you. That's that's a pretty bad debuff too. Yeah, um, it was not great. I don't have anything to say about Doom Three other than moving through the ship looked cool. As it turns out, for people who've never used VR, as it turns out, looking at shit in VR is pretty cool. Yeah, it's unfortunate that game's still Doom Three. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a big fan of Doom Three. Um, but that's it. I'm done. Do you have any other PSVR 1 games you want to talk about? I guess not. I feel like there was something else that we should mention from it, but I can't think of it because we've talked through so many. I feel like there's got to be something else worth mentioning. People tried to get us to play the ReZero game where you get to put your head in the lap of, like, Rem or something? Yeah, I believe Rem. And they delisted that as well, so we couldn't even go get it. Yeah, it was very sad. So anyway, PSVR 1's a terrible headset. (laughs) <laughs> it was truly just the sort of thing you don't expect a major corporation like Sony to put out there mm-hmm. because it's so not consumer friendly. It's so not friendly to a person to get used to and own in store and everything. Right. Let me tell you what is the opposite of that experience. We got PSVR 2 and so did Agro. That means the only one who doesn't have it is Chris. Nander Nander. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want it yet. If I did, I'd have it. PSVR 2, day one. Day one, I'm like, my game of the year list is going to be full of fucking VR shit, isn't it? Yeah, we we need to talk about whether or not that's going to get carved out or... Or what? <laughs> it's like it's gonna be the own section. We, we just fucking here's our top three VR games, just so they don't <laughs> invade. <laughs> That's an she, interesting concept. It was actually like I when <laughs> the UPS guy showed up, he handed me the box and he said, "I've seen a lot of these fucking things today. What is this? What? That's cool. <laughs> That's cool. Um." 
Yeah, we may want to do that as a separate list just because for me, based on the one day, the one day, seven and a half hour stream we did. Mm -hmm. If we don't do that, my game of the year list will be what wins a sick baby's cough or a nuclear explosion. (laughs) Uh, Because I'm like, yeah, I see Resident Evil 4 remake contending. Right. That VR mode for that almost certainly isn't coming this year. No, but like (laughs) I'm saying against VR games. Yeah, I can see that contending. (laughs) Uh, PSVR 2 is absolutely fucking incredible. Uh, I hope no one played PSVR 1 and just is walking away with that's what VR is. It sucks because the two is great. The controllers are comfortable. The tracking is really fucking good. The setup's easy. You scan the environment to let it know where is safe to play, and it will let you know, no matter what game you're playing, if you're getting too close to a wall or too close to anything else. There's a button on the headset you push to just look out of it and see the room so you can do basic things like, oh, I don't know, pick up a fucking controller. <laughs> um, the headset looks incredible because it's like 4K resolution HDR OLEDs in there. It has pupillary distance adjustments, so that way it can fine-tune for my eyes, which the sharpness upgrade from doing that was unreal. Like, this shit basically popped from 1080p to 4K just by lining it up with my eyeballs. Um, everything about that was really fucking great. Um... Agro played a trial for real quick. Agro, what games did you pick up? Uh, I got the bundle with Call of the Mountain. Smart. Um, I then re-downloaded uh, No Man's Sky because I heard that it'd be our support. I did not know it's it's latest update patch with a complete VR overhaul for PSVR two mm-hmm. called Fractal launched that day. Yeah. So I I got to day one the new No Man's Sky. <laughs> Yeah, I'm really um, interested in checking that out. That list of things they added is insane. And listening to people who've used it, it sounds incredible. Yeah, it's it's fucking wild. I also uh, I downloaded the demo for Puzzling Places, and will probably be buying that later tonight. <laughs> so we did a seven and a half hour stream, and at the end of it, you're sitting there and you're like, Dan must be really fucking tired. He's been doing three days straight of streams, and they're all VR, right? PSVR 2 did not give me fatigue at all like VR 1 did. It did leave my head feeling weird a little bit. Like uh, you were talking about the tune of like moving around the room and looking felt off. Yeah, just because that belonging in VR is like, oh, normal, normal movement. Oh, no. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, I did another like hour, hour and a half of puzzling places after the stream because that was such a cool experience. Um. I'm going to try my best to describe this because when I first saw the trailer for this, I think I even brought it up on Big Thing to mention in 2020 or 2021 or something. Um, puzzling places. Imagine a jigsaw puzzle that is a 3D model of a real environment with soundscapes that match it and everything. Because at it, you didn't get to experience it because we didn't use the earbuds during the stream. Right. But if you bring like I built a temple and you bring the temple in, you can hear all these people and other sound effects. Huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were building um what was it like a Japanese alcohol shop. Right. Like a, a bar, probably. And you could hear cats in the distance and all this other stuff in the soundscape. Um it is truly something fascinating and uniquely fascinating to build these environments 
piece by piece as they slot into each other in 3D space to form the structure. It's not just the outside of a house. It's often the inside you're building with people and all these other things in it. And the quality of how it looks is insane. Yeah, a lot of it looks like obviously taking real high quality photos and like... Mm-hmm. And and with it mapped onto 3D like that, it comes off when it's in your face like a paper craft model. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it, it's amazing. It's fascinating. Yeah. It... I could... <laughs> I see myself buying the DLC for this. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, because I didn't realize they had DLC until we bought it and looked at the trophy set. And it's like, yeah, here are two more trophy sets. And I'm like, ooh, there are even more. That's good because I was already looking at 50 of these and going, that's not enough. Right. And it seems like they aren't locked down to one type of thing. Like a lot of them are landscape. But then there's like, build this and it's literally just, here's a kimono and you're putting that together. Yes. Like just such a variety of different things like there's interior houses as well as ex or like like i said landscapes yeah i'm so glad i didn't buy this for psvr1 that would have ruined this experience oh for sure uh the simplicity of moving your hands grabbing objects because you can just do one per hand and bring them in and you have reference photos that you get to frame in 3d space to look at and reference as you piece this stuff together it's so cool yeah like setting um, up your own ui basically (laughs) yeah yeah it's like minority report this game has a free upgrade from PSVR 1. Okay. Oh, great. There yeah, you I, go. I, I know some of the One games have a small paid upgrade, and some of them are free. Yeah, Res is paid. Thumper is paid. I can see myself doing Res. I can't see myself doing Thumper. Oh, man, we actually... I kind of forgot we didn't play Res. Like, that was another one that's... Obviously, we need to try that. Yeah. Like, well, no. that's okay, because Eric wouldn't leave until we promised him the Friday stream would also be PSVR 2. <laughs> Because Eric was there for the stream, too, and so was Tosh. It was a lot. Yeah. Um, Mm. It really is an absolute, like, this is the first, how do I put this? The mass adoption problem now is getting the price of BSVR 2 down and getting the price of the console down. That is where I think, because when it comes to the concept of mass adoption, this is a pretty usable thing. Right. You know, it's simple. You don't have to worry about a PC parts specs for the games, anything like that. Yeah, the controllers use the modern controller charger type. Right. Like using something old, you just have to charge those and have them plug the headset in. That's it. Right. And I confirmed, because I'm an absolute sicko, uh, my 10,000 milliamp rechargeable battery can just charge the sense controllers while i'm playing so in my future Uh, absolutely is me slipping this bitch in my pocket (laughs) charging the right one and once the left gets half dead switching which one it is and staying in the machine uh moving away from that though the the first game we opened with was an akira bike running uh first person shooter game oh that's cool yeah, Rider is that runner 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 is very cool. Yes. Um, you're going down the road at like 300 kilometers per hour shooting dual Uzis at drones that are coming for you in police motorcycles while driving underneath vehicles and also in between vehicles and the wall. Mm-hmm. It is somehow like we just came from two days straight of PSVR one. I'm like, oh, I bet this is really going to fuck me up to do. And no, actually, it it didn't really get me. 
which is weird because you're going fast. Right. For sure. Um, it has a known voice actor, Steve Bloom and Richard F. Carr playing important characters in it. Yes. It is very obviously inspired by Akira. Uh, it is really cool. You can uh, do slow-mo by pulling out both of your Uzis. You can click a button on the inside of the sense to do a laser point to help your aiming. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything about that was really, really neat. They do they do a dual reticle, so the back reticle is like green tint, and the front one's red. So that way it's really easy to line up with your eyes to do headshots and like very precise things, rather. Like... Th- it is so instantly smart and better than basically everything we did on PSVR. <laughs> uh, and it was a great experience. And it was actually one of the cheaper games we got that day. Yeah, it was surprisingly tough too. like not neither of us beat the first level. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm very curious how that goes. I, I want to play more of it. Same. But but while we're here podcasting instead. Right. Such cruelty. We have to talk about it, but we can't play it. Um, yeah, that was a really cool experience. Aside from that, uh, there's Cities VR. That was cool. I'm looking forward to doing more of that because it is very chill. And one of the main things about this headset is unlike PSVR 1, where staying in it feels like you're holding your breath underwater almost at a physical level. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, PSVR 2 is something I could literally get into and stay there. So Cities VR was a really cool thing to do. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, just build, you know, it's a SimCity, like, for people who don't know. It's a city simulation game. Right. Um, Do people still know what SimCity is? They haven't made one of those fucking games in 10 years. Yeah. Yeah, no, when we looked up how long it's been since they made SimCity, it was upsetting. Yeah, it was. Um, being, being able to adjust your height from floating way high in the sky or being ground level is really cool because there's a deep fascinating energy to looking at anything in vr Mm -hmm. um eric basically reflected comments i made during psvr1 streams during the ps2 vr2 stream he said you know it's kind of something that just makes it feel like when 3d was new in video games again and i'm like yeah it gives me that energy of like the n64 when it first came out of just like Holy shit, this is in 3D. Like, there's just something about that that does that. Yeah, a lot of these games look a lot more simplistic than than modern games, but in VR, it's crazy. Yeah. Like, that that runner game mm-hmm. visually does not look great, but when you're in it, it looks pretty cool. Oh, it's the coolest shit ever. <laughs> Bless you. Um, yeah, and I really like runner, and I hope we get more games styled like that. You know, and Dahime came in during the uh, stream and was talking about, you know, this is an arcade-like experience instead yes. of a toy-like experience. And I'm like, yeah, and I love this. I want a Panzer Dragoon like this. Mm-hmm. I want a cool thing. I think they threatened to make one of those, so I recant that statement right now. Um, <laughs> because it would not be the good people, I bet. No, um, no, it'd be that same team that did that House of the Dead game. It also looked terrible. Um, I need more arcade stuff like that. I need more cool. You're going down the road at a million miles an hour thing, like doing cool. It's it's just really neat. And then the, conversely, my game of the day might have been Horizon or Puzzling Places, which could not be two more different games. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I use Puzzling Places to come back down from Horizon. <laughs> Horizon's really good. Is a sentence. I did not anticipate <laughs> saying. I, I don't know how long I played it for the first session because time became meaningless. But yes. I, I had to stop, not because, oh, the headset hurts. 
uh, I had to fucking decompress. Yeah. I just sat on my couch and turned something on and just stared at the wall for a while. Yeah, the yeah, Horizon has that cool thing of you can interact with almost everything in the environment. And they know that's the appeal because every time you go to a new area, they're like, cool, you did the rock climbing thing. Isn't that crazy? Anyways, here's a tambourine, some maracas, a glass you can shatter. <laughs> yes. Open this barrel. Yeah. Oh, man. One of the most impressive things in that, because everything's amazing and delightful, like all these interactable objects. But one of the most impressive things it did is I had a wicker basket. Mm-hmm. And I took the apple, which you heal yourself by eating apples by bringing it to your mouth, and your character just goes chomp, 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 chomp. It is great. But anyways, I throw the apple in the wicker basket, and when it hits the bottom, this left sense controller exclusively just goes bump. And I'm like, there's no way. There is no way to physically. So then what I do is I take it, and I shove it up slightly to launch the apple, and then catch it again, and it goes bump again. And I'm like, okay, but... Can they do? And I grab the wicker basket with both hands and then do that and catch it. Both of them bump. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. (laughs) And it's really impressive that they pulled that off. Horizon has a number of joys of exploring 3D environments built into it, which is always a great thing for me. I always enjoy games where moving through the environment in a full 3D space is a fun thing with a sense of exploration. And that game is Im- immediately about that. Mm-hmm. One of the first things you do is after climbing up these rock mountain walls, you know, you, you make it to the top and there's a locked door on a small cabin to your right. And you just go, okay, well maybe I'll come back to that later. And you mess around with, you know, like, Oh, we left some maracas on the ground here and all this other goofy stuff. And then I look over and I'm like, wait a minute. I think, I think I could grab that end of that building and climb up it in order to get, into it and then as i'm doing that i'm looking around and they have like these bullseyes that are like the collectible of the game where it's just like shoot these bullseyes and they shatter and then you get this many of 12 so i'm like seeing all these things i need to shoot from the top of this building in order to shatter them and it's like really really neat to do right i'm not sure how much that translates to people watching the stream (laughs) yeah i don't know it is truly hard to express how cool this is to do. Yeah, from the inside out, I mean, just standing next to a cliff wall and looking out at the scenery is, it, it's fucking wondrous. Yeah. Standing next to a full-size watcher was <laughs> revelatory. <laughs> like, I've talked before about how I have an incredible amount of buy-in to this setting. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, even just getting neck, getting to just poke around like a dead glint hawk was the coolest shit in the world. Yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. I did not expect this to be this amazing. My money was on uh, the Star Wars game, which Bob played because he was the bigger Star Wars fan as a kid. So I was like, whatever, let Bob play. <laughs> I was sold on this thing when the trailer they showed, I think in December, where they were just like, look at this stuff. And I'm like, oh, that seems great. Star Wars, as I've always said, is a great universe to put games in. Bob, how was the Star Wars game? The Star Wars game was imma- immaculate. <laughs> you I- could walk up to the gonk. <laughs> <laughs> it did look like the most fun 3D shoot 'em up game on offer so far. Yeah, and you you also it, had the Millennium Falcon fly by, yes. and you were like, oh my god. It, it has a bunch of that interactive ability stuff like Horizon does, but then uh, one thing that Horizon doesn't do, that I, th- this does, I think, better, is you have your own your real body. So you look down, and yeah. you have, like, your items are on a pouch, so you hold a pouch off your chest. 
or the the multi tool yeah. you have off of your belt or mm-hmm. your gun off your a holster. Yeah, and it's like all these things just feel like really natural. Like I can just off without even thinking about it, reach down, pull the gun out of the holster, and shoot without looking at it. I'm like, you can dual wield the guns. The guns all have like um, a latch you pull to like cool them. Mm-hmm. It just it was really cool. They also had the training droid thing. Yeah, the training droids uh, you from, just pick from up the episode ball, four. Throw it, and as you're getting uh, attacked by this troop of people, it starts zapping them, and they're mm-hmm. just like, "Ah, shit!" <laughs> you can keep them in your pouch. You can just open your pouch when they show Which, up and start showing them out. It's a pouch, but this thing's a fucking bag of holding. Yes, he had like 46 slots he could shove things in. I'm like, "Oh, we're just collecting these now. Get in there. We're gonna have like seven of these. A Darth Vader's gonna show up, and we're just gonna throw them all." <laughs> He's like, oh, Jesus Christ. You get a little healing sprays, too. You, like, spray yourself down to heal. Yeah. And they can latch onto your glove. And it just all feels, like, really kinetic and cool. Yeah. It's really great. Uh, For people who are curious, this is on uh, the Meta Quest 2, I think. I think that's right. But it's, like, the chasm and visual fidelity is so unreal. Uh, You were going to say something, Agra? Does the Star Wars game do uh, the same thing that I know they do in Horizon, where they use the eye tracking to improve your aiming? I don't think it has that. I didn't notice it. They didn't at least, at least they did not call attention to it. Okay, yeah, like I, 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 I didn't know how accurate Horizon <laughs> handheld guns were, but I, I mean, it's a Star Wars game. You just keep blasting, and eventually you'll trace her down to the target. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but but what'd you say, Dan? Oh, uh, I was going to mention the uh, the foveated rendering because all these games, like I think every single one is featuring this foveated rendering, which what it does is uh, since the PSVR 2 has eye tracking, this is a thing as a feature not built into any other headset on the market um, in the way that games can use it. Um, it will make what you're looking at insanely higher quality and then sort of cut back pixels at things you can't see. So if you go watch the Gran Turismo 7 part of the stream, I'm driving a car and I look away from a certain part of it and that part gets insanely pixelated. In the headset, you literally cannot tell because if your eye's looking at it, it looks immaculate. Right. Um, and because of that, like, you know, I think I talked about in Big Thing two weeks ago, one of the one of the um, third-party devs on this, what was it, Call of the Smoke, was talking about... Um, like the rendering capability of this PS5 is jumped up to like 3090 tier because of this. And it's all because they cut corners in a way that's literally physically impossible to notice. <laughs> like I'm me and I'm sitting there trying to see it pixelate and I can't because it's the side of my eye. Right. It knows where your pupil is. <laughs> I, I managed to bork up the headset. So it threw the eye tracking off enough oh. to where I could get an angle on it. Oh, I didn't think about intentionally fucking up. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Or is that intentional or not? I, uh, I assume it was unintentional <laughs> in Agro's case. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, this was uh, truly exciting. Um, and I believe the way I phrased it is like during the PSVR 2 stream, especially, is that like for people who sit there and be like the, the PS5 and these next gen consoles don't have enough games, this really feels like a real platform launch. Because it has so many amazing experiences unlike anything you've done before. That's true. Unless you have a ton of VR headsets. Right. Because presumably you don't have a ton, another VR headset. Statistically speaking, virtually no one hearing this has a ton of VR headsets. Like this didn't have any much of any repeats of VR PSVR 1 stuff. So we didn't get to have, it, have to deal with that. 
Yeah, we got a few things that were over on PSVR 1, some of which have free update, paid update, whatever. Right, but that um, didn't feel like the bulk of the games. No, and quite frankly, even still, the experience of using the sense controllers is so radically better <laughs> Yeah, that it's kind of incomparable in a sense. Like, that's nothing like using a move controller. <laughs> no. I'll tell you one thing for the move controller, though. It's uh, large. I I can use the sense controller. Just. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was wondering how that went, because I know the your hands are the biggest of the people we know. Yeah, that's <laughs> Dinner true. plates. <laughs> yeah, like, I, if I open, if I splay my hands... I can hold those controllers up by the outer ring. I yeah. barely fit in there. I haven't had a problem. Uh, like I, I've accidentally hit the PS button a couple of times with like the back of my thumb, but that's been it. Yeah, the, that PlayStation button is the weirdest, most shallow it's ever been. Because mm -hmm. normally it's a more pronounced button, but on this it's really recessed to the point where I have to go, okay, where is it? I kind of have to feel around for it. Yeah, I, I do have to check to see where it is first it's always under the knuckle on your thumb got it <laughs> like the moment i pulled the controller out i went oh that's like 20 percent smaller than it looked on youtube <laughs> uh now not to body shame aggro bob you did not have anything similar to this experience as someone with normal hands no my hands are fairly small so and, and as someone with moderately large hands it, it, it seemed really good I didn't I didn't have any major issues other than it sure is confusing figuring out which ones you're left and which ones you're right at first. Mm -hmm. It's just something <laughs> you're going to have to learn. Yeah, no, Chris had the right of it. I've, I've got dinner plates for palms. So I, <laughs> I, I stuffed it in there and went, all right, I'm, I'm about the outside edge case for this and it's working. So, all right. Um, aggro. Gran Turismo 7 lets you do a VR museum of these cars. And you can just look at everything in them. And that is so much cooler than racing in VR. Because <laughs> oh, I'm just looking at the initial D car. And just looking <laughs> at the dashboard and all the things on it. It's so fucking cool. Yeah. No, it's really did, cool did, to did see Did it have these. like a little cup with tofu in it? It did not, sadly. Aw. <laughs> yeah, it's tragic. Uh, I got to look at that in an insanely high quality. I got to look at my Monster Energy Drink custom skin uh, car with Mike Wazowski on it. <laughs> In VR, that was pretty cool, too. Uh, this stuff has been pretty amazing, and basically every game we've tried has been like, you can do this seated or standing. Like, I don't care. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's, thank you. You get that. Not everyone has a room-scale room to play every game in. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah. One other thing about Horizon, it's, it's great that you play as, like, the strongest person ever. Like, you could just hold yourself <laughs> right. by one hand. Who yeah, climbed with their feet? <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I actually had the wicker basket I was mentioning before with torches and an apple in it in one hand as I single-handedly climbed the side of this mountain. Oh, my God. It was so good. And then I hit a point where they didn't want me to have that, so it despawned I was so sad. Yeah. I, I will say, I kept running Too into OP. a problem in Horizon where... I'm climbing up the side of a mountain and I keep looking straight up to see how far I've got to go. And I keep looking straight up into my ceiling fan light. And oh. the PlayStation's like, uh, we can't track your surroundings. Oh. <laughs> oh. So I just gotta okay. put my head back down. It'll toss me back into the game. Oh my God. Wow. I guess you could turn the light off or something. 
I figure it's probably the fan that's freaking it out, but I don't know. No, yeah. it's it, it's the light. Like oh, when you okay. set it up, they tell you to close your curtains. It's too strong of direct light into the camera will make it lose tracking. Oh, right, because it's, it's using camera. six cameras on the headset. So if it's blowing out any of them. Mm-hmm. Okay, Agro. Sit in the darkness by yourself <laughs> in the VR headset. Pretty sure that's He's not alone. Not he has work. VR. <laughs> Maybe I can just put like a hundred tea candles around my room and that'll really improve tracking. Yeah, then, ah, like isolation 119. Yeah, I was like, then we could get a VR chess game. <laughs> How I do mean, we I was going to make that? a Wii I joke. I don't know. But... <laughs> Sorry, what, Acro? I said I was going to make a Wii joke, but uh, no, chess game. What the hell? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we need like we need like battle chess, but the pieces kill each other right in front of you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That. Yes. They could make that Star Wars chess game. <laughs> did you, uh, Agro? Did you check out the trailer for Demio? Um, I did not. It is a tabletop game in in VR. So you watch oh, the, the yeah, figures. That. And stuff. No, I haven't seen a, a dedicated trailer for it. I've just seen it in sizzle reels. I'm I'm sad because it's forty dollars, and mm. this week has already cost me so much money. And I'm like, I really, really want Demio. <laughs> like you have, you already have games to finish. Don't don't go buy both Moss games right now. Right. <laughs> yeah, I you know I mentioned this on Twitter, and I don't think I ever got to bring it up on Big Think. Uh, PSVR two reviewers gaslit me. Mm. I genuinely they they all went. There are no games. And I'm like, okay, that'll be easy. I can deal with no games. Like there are like <laughs> five or three or so. Then that's, that's fine. VR is amazing enough. I don't need a bunch of games. Then it launches and it's like, here are 30 more on the way. And I'm like, excuse me, what? Oh no. A lot of these look good. Like I want what the bat job simulator, vacation simulator, Demio, uh, the Kizuna I beat saber knockoff. <laughs> <laughs> I want all that shit. And it's like, Reviewers, you lied to me. I came into this completely unprepared. Right? It's like, I don't need a bunch of money. Oh, shit. I should have been sucking dick for months. (laughs) Anyway. Having bought uh, No Man's Sky all those years ago continues to pay dividends. I know. I'm so upset. (laughs) I've got to tell you, man, like that frostbite shit. Like when I, in in my future spacesuit, turn my left wrist up and it pops up with a hollow menu I can interact with with my right pointer finger. Yeah. You're in the goddamn future now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That Star Wars does that. I forgot about all the stuff on your wrist. So you have like a control panel, a button you press on there, shows you where to go next. There's another one where you see the holographic dude pop up and talk to you. <laughs> it It's great. It is great. I've, I've got to get some kind of dedicated spaceship or airplane game because even just the ship in no man's sky getting into that cockpit and like using uh l1 and r1 to grasp the throttle and the stick and start flying it was incredible oh. yeah I'm oh sure. damn man i like i said many times during the stream where's their giant robot game where's their gunpla building game where's <laughs> yeah weirdly enough all that, of these things weirdly enough that super stardust ultra dlc where we could play battle zone yeah like we're just in a tank moving around on the surface of a planet was one of the coolest experiences there and here it'd actually be comfortable to do it all yeah because there's just something about psvr1 that made that unsettling it'd be way cooler because you have eye tracking instead of just head tracking that's true so you could just look at the enemies yeah and you probably do this thing where you like reload the gun by pulling a lever. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Anyways, so uh, they need to they need to port that. <laughs> I did find it funny that uh, Horizon was almost like 
Horizon was almost Sony's Half-Life Alex. Almost, but yeah, it genuinely is going for that same thing. Yeah, and it's, it's kind of crazy to be like, "This was the IP you chose." That's so crazy. I know. I'm I like, don't know what else they would choose, frankly. Like, obviously, <laughs> it's not going to be like here's Spider-Man juggling objects and climbing mountains. No, it feels like this would maybe be a time to bring back something legacy. Just siphon filter. Maybe not that. <laughs> I'm so I'm sorry, Bob. That's all Jim Ryan can see. <laughs> this shit, shit that was never actually successful or popular. It's it's coming oh. up. It's all coming up Horizon. Resistance um, VR. Oh, that would be great. That would be amazing. Uh, yeah, I'm feeling really positive about PSVR 2. Mm-hmm. Like, really positive. I'm sure that comes across in how I talk about this <laughs> and how for seven and a half hours straight on that fucking stream, I was like, the whole time, <laughs> just electrified. Um... Is there anything else you wanted to specifically talk about experience-wise in any of the individual games or just the headset? Uh, I will note something really smart about the headset. Uh, The box it comes in opens up really easy for you to store it back in the fucking box. Yeah. That sounds small, but that's pretty fucking big. Yeah. You don't have to sit there and worry that someone's going to drop something and break your headset. You don't have to sit there and worry about dust getting all over and everything Mm. else. Yeah. The, These beautiful bastards also built a fan into the scope. Yep. Uh, I, I am a wet and heat generating individual. <laughs> and I have experienced no fogging issues yeah. in several oh. hours of play. Yeah. Uh, has, sweaty has, play. Standing up playing Horizon, climbing eight miles of cliff face play. Yes. Yes, uh, that is absolutely what happened to me, too. You saw me when I come out of there after doing the one-handed climb and everything else. I was just, like, <laughs> drenched. But, yeah, no, they, between the anti-fogging uh, lenses and the fan built into it, it doesn't have any problems at all. Huh. I did not know about the fan built-in thing. Yeah. Huh. Crazy. It's, uh, it's really good. <laughs> Anyways, I think I'm done. I think I'm done. Just to be clear, this is I, I am doing all the things I need to do today, business-wise. And even though tomorrow is yet again another PSVR 2 day, mm-hmm. I am going to fucking assemble some 3D puzzles. <laughs> right? The last thing I did before uh, showing up for this was I'm like, okay, uh, I'm kind of tired. I don't want to play any more Horizon. I'm just going to go turn on Crunchyroll and... <laughs> Watch some anime in my headset. <laughs> Cinematic as fuck in there. It's comfor- it's comfortable enough where I actually don't find people doing that insane. And for anyone who missed this news, it has a 120 hertz. So you can play these high frame rate modes on games. Mm-hmm. And if your TV doesn't support the 120 hertz, the headset does. Right. So now a lot more people could in theory, have access to a high frame rate mode on a game just through this headset. But you've got to hit that setting while the headset's not on for some reason. It won't let you mess with it while you're looking at it through the headset. You've got to turn it off and then turn automatic off and then go back in and enable it in the headset settings. Yeah, it's got some weird stuff going on with that. I have no idea why. But yeah, my, my copy of Tetris Effect is a physical copy, so... I don't get the upgrade. I'm still going to buy it, though, because Tetris Effect's good. And now that the VR headset is HDR, I think it's going to pop like it did on the TV. Yeah, maybe. Especially with the wider field of view so I can see the damn thing. 
That's just the fact it's in that weird position of it was like a really cool experience to do once. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'd like. Do I'd do it, it once again. And then, and then be done. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like, I feel like you could maybe go through again once. Yeah. Um, I, I, I keep looking at it thinking, will it top the experience I just had of getting to play Game Boy Tetris on the Switch? <laughs> the, the definitive experience. Yes, for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that's fair. I think uh, most of my childhood experience with Tetris, like original Tetris is NES one. But oh, yeah. I, I had countless versions of Tetris, though. Yeah, I, I only had that Game Boy one as well. So I, really, I played that a lot. I mean, I had N sixty four versions of Tetris. I had SNES versions of Tetris. I had uh, NES. I had PS one. None of them. I had PS two and then traded in because Tetris New Worlds is kind of bad. Yeah, I feel like I was Game Boy, and then I didn't have another version of Tetris until DS. That's a good version of Tetris. It is that DS Tetris is mm-hmm. so damn good. That's it. I'm done talking about it. It's clearly amazing. None of you want me to talk about it anymore. Did you play anything else? I played a little bit of Atomic Heart. I don't know if I want to talk about it. Chris, do you want to talk about Atomic Heart? Do you want to talk about Atomic Heart? Sure. (laughs) Just Uh, to preface it, I played it on the Xbox One X. Now, for people who are confused, Xbox One is the prior gen console <laughs> why well dan's probably gonna want to use the series x so you have to hurt yourself okay <laughs> i in actuality i paid one dollar extra for game pass ultimate to play it on my pc <laughs> now you're gonna play um, it on series x and bob's like i deserve this and he's <laughs> licking the burger king wrapper <laughs> I'm going to try it on the series uh, after this to know like how many things are just fixed. So yeah, Chris, uh, what did you isn't oh. fixed. Uh, the yeah, loading you, is not fixed. You uh, played uh, it on series X, right, Chris? You die and you go yes. to load screen for a solid minute. Yep. After the death felt completely like unfair. <laughs> See, I have, I've seen a lot of people talking about like unfair deaths in this game, and I haven't had that happen to me yet. Oh, I guess because like I guess because I guess because I just in turn like downloaded this game's bullshit immediately. It's like frame one, I realized, oh, your hitbox, you're like your collision box is way bigger than it should be, so don't stand near corners ever if you're fighting. Yeah, I don't even die in fights. I kept dying <laughs> to instant kill um, platforming stuff. Oh, oh, yeah. Which I, oh, I, I hope they're just done with because there's like yeah, this giant. I can't even think of it. Of there's that. a digging worm, and you get like uh, a couple yes. seconds of it. It makes a sound before it comes, and it's unclear where it's going to be. So then you're just exploded because you went to the place that it was going to appear. <laughs> yeah, the, the, they front load a lot of bad stuff in Atomic Heart. Yeah, yeah, they do. Um. Uh, we should. I, I should say something about the game, though. Uh, it's Bioshock. Yeah, it's really direct. It's it's it it. The opening is just the opening of Bioshock Infinite. Yep, that's um, good. You have plasmids and guns. Like they don't call them plasmids, but they're functionally fucking identical. Mm-hmm. Um, except they, except you don't have like a resource to use them. They're on cooldowns. The main character sounds like a non-native English speaker doing English, but they may just not be a good voice actor. Yeah, I didn't get that that feel. He definitely sounds um, 
weirdly different from everyone else, like in a way where he seems more modern. Like yes, but there's just some delivery of his of lines that are like, I feel like an English like an English first language speaker wouldn't have that tone on it. I don't know. I feel like it's him desperately trying to be Duke Nukem like at some points. And not necessarily like it's bad English, but like he's trying to be funny. Uh, yes, I, I, I need to out myself now. I, I think this this main character is delightful. <laughs> I think his catchphrase is fucking hysterical. Um, his catchphrase being, by the way, is is using crispy critters as like an a- exclamation. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, and apparently in Russian. He just has some complete gibberish cursing. So to, so to bring that over to English, they just gave him an, like a nonsense exclamation. Weird. I don't I guess I haven't played enough to hear him say it enough to realize that's his catchphrase. That's his. Thing. Oh, yeah. He says it a lot. <laughs> uh, and it, it like during in the Forspoken review, if, we, if you haven't watched our Forspoken review, go do that. Um. We talk about how Aloy doesn't know how to... Uh, not Aloy. God, I, I'm still <laughs> doing it. Frey. Frey. Not Aloy. Frey. Mm-hmm. Frey doesn't know how to curse? Yeah. This dude really knows how to curse. Because, like, you'll he'll, something bad will happen and he'll just go, fuck, 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 for, like, five minutes as, like, everything is exploding around him. <laughs> I like that the same exact dynamic is for Spoken, but done well no, at it all. Is, it is way better for one reason. The glove is, like, totally subservient to you. It's on your side. Mm-hmm. So so he, he'll, he, like, mistreats the glove, and he's, the glove is just like, could you be less rude? Yeah, like it's not back and forth banter. The glove is just trying to be helpful, and this dude is an unreasonable asshole. Right, and it works. And there's like character development between them, even within the first few hours I played. Of like, there seems to be some understanding where the main character starts being less of a jerk. Yes, but there are parts later on where he just becomes like the biggest asshole in the world for like no reason. Great. Um, this game really like sets off the oh i get to scavenge part of my brain because uh you get to upgrade all your shit and you do it with a bunch of different material components that you feed into like a a um like a like almost like a replicator in star trek and it'll spit out ammo or spit out healing items or spit out um upgrades for your weapons okay this is something i need to know is fixed over the one X version, the the entire menu for upgrades and for powers and for guns is kind of busted completely. On really, the, I yeah. Other like, than it having like a bad feeling destiny menu in places, it it isn't it like it works. Yeah, it it, it boots up and it acts like you can use the D pad for some stuff, but then that doesn't work all the time, and you have to use the destiny selection. And even that doesn't highlight things properly. Like mm, it's a little janky. It's it, it is a little janky. Okay. That's uh, but yeah, I I this game has some cool ideas. Like you get a gun that ha- that that shoots lightning bolts and it it doesn't use ammo. It has like a, a power cell that replenishes over time. 
and you even have things in your character upgrades that can upgrade how much ammo it like how many of these cells that you have uh and i don't know like it it it, it sets off that part of bioshock i like where i'm going through the garbage can looking for items uh and once you get once you get to the part where it sort of kind of becomes an open world game it, it's real tiny though it just becomes more open okay they add like these these challenge the, they're called testing facilities and you do portal puzzles okay not exact not, not like not literally with portals but one is like um you shoot your elect because you get the first thing you get is like the electric plasma and you shoot a lightning bolt uh there's magnets all on top of the ceiling and you have to shoot it to make platforms go up and down and some platforms go up more than others and and you have to navigate these rooms and that's how you get a bunch of the blueprints for component upgrades like okay now you have an extended magazine for your handgun because you did one of these challenges and the, the challenge centers have like three blueprints in each so it's not like you're going through all this just for one okay and there's a lot and there's a lot of other loot in it too um I, there's a feature where you can look at what what item needs the blueprint, and it tells you where on the map it is. Yes, on the one X when you hit the button to do that, the game basically freezes up and isn't able to bring up the map. And I believe I had to do like a full like shutdown of the game to get play it again after I did that. Does that happen on the Series X? No, I was able to do that. Okay. Um, the game, the game did. I did die, and it did auto save and respawn me into a crash. <laughs> so if I hadn't had a manual save from like five minutes prior, it would have been over. I would have just stopped playing the game. But yeah, they 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 put some real dog shit in the first couple hours of like. Stand on this slow-moving platform while flying things attack you. You have to ride it for, like, five minutes. Yeah, when I got to the section where it literally was like, hey, this is going to be a fat quest where you get four things, and the character's upset about it, and then you do it anyway, I was like, oh, no, it's one of these. <laughs> the only... There was only... Of, the four, of those four things, only one of them sucks. The other three are fairly interesting, I think. It, which is another thing I like about this game and why I think the, the, the dynamic works is because the glove just totally ignores what a, like, panicked freak the main character is. <laughs> like, you go into a room that's superheated because, like, it's an industrial facility and he didn't know the room was superheated, so you run out and he starts screaming that it's so fucking hot. And the glove's like, well, yeah, of course it's hot because of X, Y, and Z. If you want it to not be hot, you have to go do this. I have no idea why you would compare that to first spoken Bob. <laughs> uh I'm I I, I kind of wonder if I didn't get out of the part of the game that has the money. Cause that opening part with the four missions, like each of those four things you have to do has like a set piece attached to it. Mm -hmm. And then after that it kind of becomes like a more we don't have as many set pieces we're more about dropping you in this big area and letting you run around and explore. Yeah, I was I was astonished about how much of it was like do you think they're going to be an open world? Mm -hmm. But you immediately go into this facility and there's hours just in this one place. 
Uh, yeah, you, you do like a couple Bioshock areas. Yeah, like very directly that, which is very weird. But then you get out, then you get outside and it becomes like you have this much wider area to run around in that has these side objectives. Uh, I think the enemies are real funny. Like the most basic enemy is a is a humanoid robot, but he has like a porn mustache. And they're wearing like a bodysuit. Cause because they're they're like mannequin style robots. They don't look realistic at all. Mm-hmm. So but but they attack by trying to punch and kick you, so they're like trying to do electric wind god fist on you. <laughs> or they'll break into like one of the fastest sprints I've seen an enemy do in a game in a while and just come at you. And then and then and then do a fucking like wrestler drop kick as soon as they're in range. Uh, you have like the world's shittiest short range short dodge to dodge things. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like a it's like an eight way dash, but it doesn't it goes like one third as far as the one in Doom Eternal. It sure gets you out of the way, though. So I guess it's fine. Something else on the one X that aims down the sights feels terrible, and I ended up just shooting from the hip more. Oh yeah, I, I, I never shot from. I never aim. I never aim down the sights. I just shoot from the hip. Partially because I'm playing it like Bioshock, which I don't think had that Bioshock one anyway. Mm-hmm. I do not think had aim down sights. And yeah, yeah, your 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 hip aim is good enough if they're if like you're fighting something that isn't far away. And it has yeah. that really shitty iron sights where it just takes up the entire screen. Yeah, it takes up the entire screen. It's like an animation that takes way too long to pull into. So, and it's iron sight. It's not like a red, like a reticle. Right. I don't know how they're still how this is still so wrong this many years after Call of Duty. <laughs> like uh, because this is Eurojank dev. Yeah. Uh, I don't have too much more to say about it. I'm 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 enjoying it a lot so far. Like once I got past the hump of the beginning where there's a lot of kind of bad parts. Once it gets out and uh, just has you scavenge and shit, it, it, it's pretty fun. Um, I got the ice power and I like freezing guys and shattering them. Especially since it's a really good freeze power because it's on a cooldown, but you have to use it all to get it on the cooldown. So you can only use like half of it to freeze one guy and then you can save the other half and it'll still recharge while you're oh, okay, cool. not using it. Uh, you can also do stuff like I got the upgrade to make my shock power recharge faster. So I'd freeze a guy. No, I'd shock a guy, freeze a guy, wait for my shock to recharge, then charge up the power hit on my melee weapon, hit him, and then shock him and kill him. Were you able to get any of the uh, guns to have the special bullets? So that's an upgrade you can buy. Uh, yes, you you get you get the uh, the blueprints for the cartridges that give them elemental shot a little bit later on. Yeah, because I got the I got the cartridge, I got the upgrade, but I can't get them to connect. Like I can't figure out how to actually make my pistol shoot fireballs. Um, so I need to figure out why that's not working. <laughs> Also Probably because it has a janky Euro jank menu. <laughs> I've, I've, I've heard this one. Yeah, Bob, if you craft the, the canister to add to a gun, you open up your radio menu and go down to the bottom and there's like a sub menu in there to select that. And yeah, no, it's that it's so weird. I have not played the game and I have heard how to solve this problem. 
Yeah, like it tells you when you unlock it. Oh yeah, uses radio mano. So naturally, I select the gun that should have the power on it on the radio manual and expect an option to there. But I guess there's some cert option that's not labeled on this radio manual menu that does it. Yeah, that that sure sounds like a game <laughs> made by these developers. Um, man, I, that, I, I also, really like the. Oh, go ahead, Bob. I also got another power. Like I bought the cryo thing. I attached to one slot because you can you have two other power slots. So I think it's supposed to be Y up on the D-pad and L. I'll do like a different power slot. I put it on the up on the D-pad one. and It doesn't seem to work. So then I moved it over to L button and it worked. So I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how that's going to work out. Really uh, glad we're getting to play this at launch. <laughs> Definitely I, not a I, game that's gonna get patched and fix this shit. I mean, it might. It's, it's you. You never know with a with a Eastern European developer. <laughs> uh, I really like this game's like Soviet retro futurism, because like Fallout has the American version. Yeah, but it's really cool to see like what because because I always like big games from like other countries because you don't get that kind of shit in Western games as much or American, you know, American or European, like, yeah, the games from the Anglo sphere, mm -hmm. let's say. Sure. So I really, I'm really enjoying all of that. Uh, it does a thing that I think most games should just do forever. Where, um, if you put your cursor over, over like a, a environmental asset that has a foreign language on it, it just translates it for you. Yeah. Neat. But yeah, if you if you can tolerate some jank and if you liked Bioshock mechanically, uh sure. I've had I've been having a lot of fun. There's there sure are parts where I'm like, oh, this would be like a ten out of ten boss fight if you hadn't made it do this one thing that's really shitty and janky. I am very excited for eight years from now when Civi runs out of boomer shooters for him to play this. <laughs> but I, I think that's all I have to say about it. Bob? Um, man, the, there's a lot of audio logs. This sure is Bioshock. Yeah, it's Bioshock. Yeah. You also have you have the worst gravity gun imaginable because it's like every game ever that's not Half-Life 2 doing a gravity gun where it's like, it works on some things. I hate that. Okay. It's basically... Yeah, okay. <laughs> I, I, I missed the tutorial about how to make actually throw things with telekinesis and I'm like, I guess I'm never doing that. It's okay. <laughs> it's really dumb. You pick it up by clicking it once. Okay. And then to show it, you hold it and then release it. It feels super unnatural. What? Yes, it all. It, that's also when you want to use your detective vision to scan the environment, which you barely have to do, by the way. Um, you have to double tap right bumper, but hold it on the second one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they even make a it, joke about how weird. intuitive it is, and it's like, what? what, what you know, it's bad. <laughs> no, the glove says it's intuitive. The main character says this is fucking stupid exactly <laughs> like they know this is terrible because because in the context of the game dan you have this magic glove and he's like make make a right angle with your index finger and your thumb and hold it up and that makes the scanner happen <laughs> okay 
oh yeah, the opening of this game has someone say, oh yeah, my, my locker code 0451. And I started clapping like mad. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's... I'm glad that chat got that burden into your brain now through us playing enough games where that was not the number. <laughs> Anything else, Bob? No. Okay. I'm excited to try on the Series X, but I, I hope my save transfer is okay. We'll see. <sighs> um, did you play anything else you want to talk about, or can we move on? I'm good. You, you Agro, Agro, did you play anything else? I, I mean, uh, the, the only other thing I played was was a little more Metroid Prime, and uh, it's good. So you know, it's it's yeah, yeah, no, it's it's, it's really good, except for the part where I, I go all the way down to the bottom of the crashed frigate. Before it tells me that I need the gravity suit to get into the crashed yeah. frigate. Oh, we and, did that yeah. too. And then that I have to exciting. climb back up around those yeah. fucking enemies that are invincible until you get close to them. And then they start sucking you in while you're on tiny platforms underwater. So you fall off and hit the bottom yeah. and then you have to go back up and you're in that yeah. fucking thing for like a half an hour. Yeah. 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 That's a, I guess an intended experience. Um, did, d- does that mean you got to try the phase on mines? No, I think that's next. Okay. For him. All right. Yeah, no, I got, I, I got I to do the frigate first. I went and got the gravity suit, which I, I do have to say, uh, Bob, you said when you guys played through prime, you had to go get like all 12 of those artifacts at oh, the end of the game. Yeah. I've got like five of them. That's good. Okay. That's good. <laughs> Apparently you can get to some of them. Yeah. You yeah. can get to some of them. It's just a lot of them. Um, literally the scanner doesn't work on. So you need to sort of know. Oh, yeah. No, I just, I, I went around. Every time I got a power-up, I'm like, aha, I know which three rooms I need this in. Oh, <laughs> this is not the way forward. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> you just keep ending up the places you thought was forward. It's like, oh, end game collectible I need. Ah. On the one hand, I'm like, man, I wish I had the grapple beam. On the other hand, I'm like, man, the longer I don't have the grapple beam, the more I feel like getting it's going to be the start of a pain in my ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Uh, when I came back into town, I think you said that Eric had, in fact, he was like, yeah, the face on mine's fucking suck. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he was also just like, this is unexcusable. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's that's great that everyone on planet Earth agrees. Look forward to the face on mine's aggro. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Uh, Chris, did you have anything else you played? He says, pretend he doesn't know what segment's next. Uh, well... I bought Theater Rhythm on launch day and have been enjoying okay. that. Oh, that's, that's great. great. That's great. Uh, I put on my clown nose and bought the $100 premium digital deluxe. So I'm like, I'm going to buy all the DLC anyway. Okay. Uh, it's really good. If you like Final Fantasy music and aren't, you know, repelled by rhythm games. Mm-hmm. No brainer. Uh, the ca- uh, apparently, all the, they, all the characters are just from the arcade version. They didn't add any. Huh. Which is fucking dumb. Um, for one, some of the character picks are bad. Like in Final Fantasy VIII, you get Squall, okay. Renoa, Cypher, and Laguna. You don't get any of the other party members. What? I'm sorry, Laguna's but, important because of Dissidia. <laughs> yeah, Laguna's important, sure, but you should have the whole regular party. And in and in Final Fantasy 14, it's like they they haven't updated it since the 
since like that game was rebuilt. Oh. <laughs> so none of the characters from the expansions that made it the most popular fucking game in the world are in this. Yeah, also there's the thing even I noticed from Space of there's no Saz. Yeah, there's no Saz. That 13 crew not yeah. having Saz yeah, it, is it, insane. And it's I assume that also means there's nothing from other sequels to 13. So we probably don't have like lightning in a cert, uh, yeah. lightning returns outfit. Yeah. That or, sucks. Or that sucks. God. Did that even have snow? I don't remember. I feel like it has to have I, snow. Yeah, I think it had yeah, snow, I I think vanilla, it hope, and lightning. I think yeah. that's the full group. But, the, and, mm. but there's like there's like five Stranger of Paradise songs, but no Jack. <laughs> Why put in new, new... What? You put in new games. Put in new characters. What's wrong I want with Jack you? more than I want the songs from Stranger of Paradise. What the fuck's wrong with you? Know, right? Hey, I like Jack, but I love that... Yes. It's so bad. Look, Jack's important to me. <laughs> that song, take it or leave it, but Jack's really important to have in a crew. But yeah, that's my only problem with the game is that it's just like you 14 and 8 specifically get really shafted. All the song picks are pretty good though, and they and there is like lots and lots of extra stuff and I wonder if they'll do DLC for 16 when that comes out. DLC? Yeah, DLC, not DLC. <laughs> is that is that 13 syndrome? <laughs> oh no, she turned it into DLC. Yeah. <laughs> that, that that seems almost inevitable. Oh, yeah, another reason like the 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 bad character picks bugs me is cuz like this is called Final Bar Line. It's the one that's going to be on that you they can carry forward forever. It's safe to assume there isn't going to be another one anytime soon. Probably not. Yeah, and it feels like with all those, like, I hear that they don't, didn't do anything for the DLC. Like, you don't get near characters or all those other, like, characters obviously make sense for all the games they sure win. Like, they have to live a little songs and all that. Yeah, I don't know. That, that It's the only thing marring it. And now, now I got to put on my unhappy face and do the thing everybody fucking wants me to do. <laughs> Say the line, Chris. <laughs> I played Saints Row 2022. <laughs> <laughs> now before i talk about this i have to explain why this game is the way it is because i found that out mm -hmm. so volition during all of the run-up all the marketing to this game they didn't say shit about developing it mm -hmm. except in one interview where they offhandedly mention it and and like and like the fucking missing link of evolution, everything now makes sense. The fact it's so bad in so many ways, the fact it costs so much money, the fact it took them like six years to make. And that is because they were making their own engine as they made the game. Yeah. Oh. And there is like 40 different studios in the credits of this, like 40 different studios from all across Embracer. Oh my God. So Jesus. what I think happened, and this this part's conjecture. This part is me doing conjecture. Embracer wanted an engine to not have to pay Epic as much on these projects. Mm -hmm. And we're like, Volition, make us an engine that can do driving games and shooting games and all this other stuff. And they sure couldn't. Yeah. Every single part of Saints Row, the Saints Row, is is not finished there isn't a single thing in this game that's done not even the driving 
the driving physics are just are just weird and wrong. Mm. <laughs> like you can touch a curb at low speed and like get shot into the air. <laughs> drifting mm. drifting seems to give you momentum forever as long as you hold the drift button like you you hit the accelerator very shortly for like two seconds and then start to try and drift and you'll you'll speed up and mm -hmm. start going what? i i have some mod nation racers tracks that i really need to try <laughs> that out on <laughs> Uh, yeah. If you hit if you hit a ramp, it gives you a bunch of fake speed, so they don't have to deal with like you limply flopping off the edge of this ramp. Man, that means every ramp they have to custom make like that. It doesn't seem to be every ramp because there's a couple where that didn't happen. But there's also a lot like if if it's a big ramp where they want you to do an impressive seeming jump. It 100% like boosts your momentum artificially. Uh, so I realized pretty early on, there's way, way more like story free side activities on this map than in any other Saints Row game. Does that mean the story is really short? And the answer is yes. <laughs> it, it's like maybe half the length of like Saints Row the third story which was also shorter than Saints Row 2's oh, man it That's has rough. something like 25 missions as opposed to like Saints Row's the third's like 35 and Saints Row 2's like 45 um they didn't seem to understand why they did anything in previous games. Like at all, like it's, it's a really embarrassing lack of understanding of the things you made. So activities mm -hmm. Saints Row 2, they give you respect, which you need to do story missions, money, and they give you a reward at level when you beat level three and when you beat level six. Usually it's a passive, like you now run, you can now run longer or you now take less, like a little bit less damage. In Saints Row the third, and, and, and you could just, and there was two points on the map for each activity and there was six levels at each point. And you could just go through them all. Like, okay, I do level one. You hit the button to do level two. You hit the button to do level three. You hit the button to do level four. You can wipe them all out. In Saints Row the third, each level was now a different node on the map that you had to travel between, which, which sucked. But there was at least a conceit as to why, because doing them also gave you the turf they were on. So you got okay. passive income yeah. from it. Mm -hmm. In Saints Row, the Saints Row, they no longer give you passive income from doing them, but they're still spread out like that. Oh, yeah, it adds padding to the playthrough time. <laughs> yes. There's a lot of padding in this game because it would not have cleared eight hours if they hadn't added it. Jesus. That was the goal. Eight? <laughs> For your oh, yeah. I beat, GTA I, beat this like? game, I beat this game doing, have, doing like the three-hour side quest detours in the first stream in 12 hours, and it would have been even shorter if I didn't reach the, reach the climax of the game. It says, you have to do at least two of these criminal ventures we put into the game. You have to finish at least two of them. 
Uh, they made the health system worse. In Saints Row 2 and 3, you, you just have regenerating health. Yeah. In this game, your health is segmented, and during a fight, it will gen regenerate up to the, the whatever, you know, the, the most recent segment. And you get another segment by doing a takedown on somebody that charges up over time or as you kill guys. So you have to do a glory kill on them, basically. Mm -hmm. Why this is, I don't know. It's not better. <laughs> yeah. It, and, and, and it's less suited for this game, considering all the points where they're like, you're now surrounded by guys shooting you. Right, it's like a, that sort of thing makes sense in a game where like there's a melee focus at all. It right. seems really weird in a GTA like. Yeah, it does. Uh, <sighs> enemies take a lot. Enemies are the spongiest they've ever been. Made worse by the fact that your guns are the worst they've ever been until you upgrade them. Luckily. Uh, luckily, you can go into the difficulty options and turn enemy durability down and nothing else. <laughs> Man. Um, so their, their big innovation, it seems like, is. Uh... Oh, also, respect isn't in this game at all anymore. Now it's just experience. They couldn't even keep the flavor of it being respect to level that's, up. Now that's it's just. So sad. They just they just turned it into experience. That's so sad. <laughs> uh, the, their their big their big additions to this game, like combat mechanically, is perks, which you get by doing combat like obscure combat challenges, and you don't get perks based on what challenges you do because that would fucking make sense. Right. Yeah. You get them in a set order as you do these challenges and they, they what? vary from totally fucking useless to shit that you should have moment one, like dual wielding. I did not unlock dual wielding in my playthrough. Oh, my. Uh, because you have to complete, I think, 20 of these combat challenges to do it. And they're not stuff you nat you'll naturally do. Mm hmm. Um, same with all the weapons. Every weapon has a unique buff that you get from completing a challenge associated with that weapon. But the buff, the, the challenges aren't stuff that you, you, you'll achieve playing normally. Like I picked up the hand cannon as my pistol because I think the hand cannons are cool. Mm -hmm. And to get, to get the magnum rounds upgrade for it, you have to blow out 20 tires of this specific faction as they chase you. And I'm like, there's that that I have to fish for it. That, that won't you won't get that in just playing the game. Mm -hmm. That's a really so specific I never thing. Got, yeah. So I never got any of those. Th this game feels like a wasteland of cut content, just a fucking graveyard. Because there's an entire section of the city that's like casinos, and they have some really big, opulent, well-designed ones. Uh huh. You don't do anything in those areas of the map. <laughs> Holy shit. Like right. no missions take you there. You don't do a heist in a casino. You do fuck all. That's insane. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, 
in, in, in previous Saint, like everything's unfinished. Plot lines just stop. Like the game does not have a three act structure. I feel like we haven't gotten a game this uh, obviously hollow than since seventh gen. Like, I don't think we got an eighth gen game other than this. That was this level of the shit ain't done. And you can see yeah. the fucking cookie cutter shape of the game that was supposed to be there. Uh, so every, every other Saints Row game, oh, you know, other than Saints Row 4, which is like they they had no money and THQ stole all their money, so they have to make Crackdown. Um, every other game, the first three. Very simple formula because it works. There are three enemy gangs. You have, a, you have an NP, a major NPC that's allied with you that helps you take on each of these three gangs. When you finish all the storylines of the three games, you do the climax of the game. This has one story. <laughs> uh, there are two gangs. It seems mm -hmm. like there was going to be a third that they cut because there's a there's a very short mission sequence that kind of tells you what it would be. Um, yeah. Uh, neither of the two gangs matter at all in the story at all. They're, they're supposed to because two of your friends were members of those two gangs, but that doesn't matter at all either. Nothing in this game matters. Yeah, it sounds like as cut up as Metal Gear Solid 5 and Destiny original oh. release. Like, that's how rough this sounds. Like, the, the two gangs are... I forget what the fuck the car gang is called. I can't even fucking remember. Los Panteros, I think maybe. Um, and they're 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 you know they're the Hispanic Mexican gang that drive that you know trick out their cars. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and when they when they go to war, they pull out these monster trucks. They they show up for a couple missions, and you kill a bunch of generic guys, and you find out nothing about them and nothing about their <laughs> boss who is mentioned in a couple cutscenes and talks over the radio once or twice. Uh, and then when he shows up in the game, an NPC kills him instantly as a joke. Oh, that. That's who that was. <laughs> yeah, because you see, like, he jumped, because you're robbing a train. It's, it's, it's ostensibly one of the bigger deals of the game. He jumps out of, like, a helicopter. He's this fucking huge seven-foot-tall dude. He looks cool as shit. It's like, okay, here's going to be your epic boss fight against this dude, uh, even though... He doesn't really matter and you don't have like personal beef with him because he isn't a character. But then another character just knocks him over and stabs him in the heart to show what a badass they are. All right. Yeah. Well, maybe you can help this game. Did, did Johnny Gat show up? <laughs> no, none of the none of the characters from the like this is a reboot. This is yeah, the second so, reboot so of Saints Row with eight with Agents of Mayhem also being a reboot of Saints Row. I, I was hoping that they took it back at the last second. Like, oh no, here he is. <laughs> right? Like, it's a reboot, but I still figure they would have shoved Johnny Gat in there. And Johnny Gat goes, hey, turns out this is a really bad simulation. I'm going to turn it off now. <laughs> yeah, I think it's, that... You, you know, you know, <laughs> that's a sensible thing because they added Johnny Gat as DLC to Agents of Mayhem. That's what I was going to say. I think he showed up in that. Yeah. <laughs> As someone who didn't really engage with Saints but, Row, I'm like, man, this motherfucker keeps showing up everywhere. Is he <laughs> this huge a deal? Johnny Yet is probably my favorite Saints Row character because he acts like a player character almost, where he's like, no, the problem is I go and kill all of them and then there's no more problem. I hear in this new one that may not work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, 
<laughs> okay, let's 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 go through the plot a little bit. So the plot of this game is is because they have to do the fucking corporate culture. We think this game is about something shit. By the way, writers of this game, guy who went into college the year I was born, um, person who writes steampunk youth adu- youth young adult novels, person who is a landlord. <laughs> did you beat this game and you're like i just need to know the minds behind this right yes now. yes yes i do so when a game's really writing is really bad i have to go like i need to understand will i see why so you're you you make your character and, and you work for marshall 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 is like a it's a pmc company mm-hmm. and you got to go kidnap this badass named the nawali <laughs> So, so you do that. That's the opening mission. You arrest him, and then, and then your superior stiffs you on your performance bonus because you didn't follow orders. And then there's a hilarious cutscene where you drive back to your apartment, cursing the entire way, and it's a very funny scene because you're cursing. That that's the joke is that you're cursing. Gotcha. I've seen that scene. That is the joke. Oh. All right. Uh, then you get home and you meet your three quirky roommates who are, who are um gonna be the main characters of this game you have kevin who is my favorite because he's voiced by greg chun who's a great voice actor and fucking carries this character on his shoulders like fucking atlas (laughs) (laughs) kevin doesn't wear a shirt and he's a member of the anarchist gang that wants to destroy capitalism and in what i am not sure is a joke or not He's also the most shallowly materialistic of the four main characters. <laughs> like, like, I'm not sure if it's deliberate, but like whenever you do a mission that's about him, like you're hanging out with him alone, it's like, I, ha- I have to get this McDonald's toy that I didn't get as I was like when I was a kid. We have to go check every McDonald's so I can get this toy. Or, uh, or like, someone stole my Amazon package off my off our doorstep we're gonna kill everyone until we get it back (laughs) and like and like he's like oh you almost killed me but i'll uh, i'll let it go if you buy me a stand mixer and in another scene he wants like a 300 dollars waffle maker and i'm like i'm not sure if that's the joke (laughs) or if they just didn't know what to write uh then you have nina Nina doesn't have much of a character. Uh, she likes art, but that's something that we're told, not really shown. Okay. Uh, she loves her car because her her mother who died of cancer gave it to her. And in one of her side missions, the big the big villain who dies instantly later pushes it off a cliff as payback for her leaving the gang. And we find out that she cares about because of her dead mom in that mission after it happens. Like she just falls to her knees and then exposits her entire backstory to you. So you in an attempt to make you feel. See this game, this game Saints Row had has its share of wife and <laughs> but this game breaks bold new ground by not willing being willing to kill a character. So it does current. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, so th- that's another thing that's another thing about how hollow this game is you do two missions with Nina 
the first one where they steal her car and destroy it, and the second where you get payback. And then that storyline just stops. She is no, not relevant dealing with this gang ever again. All right. Um, and a thing this game's writing of really, I, I kept being reminded of Cowboy Bebop, the Netflix. No. Cause it, cause it, it does that thing where it's like, we don't really have jokes. We just say something and then stare at you expectantly like a dog that wants the boiling water on the stove. <laughs> like the, like they'll say, they'll say gig economy. And then all the characters turn to stare at the camera and wait for you to laugh. But it also does this thing that Saint that uh, Cowboy Bebop the Netflix did, where, where uh, which I, which is what I call it makes sense. It makes sense. Please take us seriously. Disease. <laughs> where it's where like in one of the missions with Nina in the set before that plot line just stops. She's like, we're gonna take a helicopter and go fuck them up. Luckily, it's Wednesday, which is the first Wednesday of the month, which is barbecue day. So everyone will be outside their fortress so we can blow up their cars. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because 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 corporate culture, it's it's they, they do like a fun thing. Yeah. And uh. then and then um and then the third party the third main character is is uh ellie eli eli i think is how you say it is how they instead of ellie eli who is black scared comedy nerd no he wears a bow tie and doesn't like violence and likes investing and he listens to sigma male podcasts when you let him pick the radio station in the car Oh, cool awesome. sound, this is great this is uh, great. by the way by the way turning off turning on streamer mode turns off all music forever that i lost it when you said that i was like why so, is it just a chasm of silence and atelier music or whatever yeah i i had to play jrpg music because the, the game doesn't have any music it turns off every music station odd and in any cut in any cut scene where there's a licensed song playing silence they don't they don't Put, pump in something royalty free they yeah. don't do anything uh-huh yeah what? yeah this is insane uh so you and your friends rob a payday loans place to make rent and i'm pretty sure this this mission was added later in development when they when they went well how will the player know that they're okay with crime unless we unless we have this mission because you rob the payday loan place and in the next mission you still don't have money for rent uh, which is which makes me think it was just slotted in later uh so you you do another you do a couple more missions for marshall and then you get fired for marshall because you protected a member of the board instead of this ancient artifact that they were displaying in a museum that is um, like a book that seems important, but then falls out of the story. This is when I revealed to Bob, Saints Row the Saints Row isn't a real game. They canceled that, but we thought it would be funny to give Chris a platform to talk about what he thinks this mess of a game would have been if they shipped it. So now that you're fired, you go, okay, we're going to start our own gang. And then, and then kind of nothing happens for a long time. Like you do shit that just seems irrelevant. It's like, 
Okay, 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 you okay, you rob a you rob a businessman for the deed to this church and, and so and now you have a home base. Mm-hmm. And then you just do a bunch of shit that doesn't matter. <laughs> of course. Uh until until something does happen, which is you get a bunch of recruits from going uh and doing a one mission thing where you go to murder Death Island and kill a bunch of people on a live stream, and people think you're such an epic murderer, they come to join your gang. Uh and then we get like the like the like people like have you ever seen those memes about how yakuza is a franchise about a criminal who doesn't know what crime is so he just goes around helping people instead Mm. in this it's like man we have all these new members of the gang we better we us the four of us better do something big and epic so we have money to pay them and like that's not how a gang works the money flows up to you what (laughs) So so you decide, what? okay, we're we're gonna we're gonna rob this armored train. AI generated Saints Row over here. Right? We're gonna we're gonna rob this A we're gonna rob this armored train that brings bank money into town. Uh the uh but the main character is suddenly stricken with fucking insecurity and he's like, I can't just murder my way through all these guys like I totally actually could. So I'm going to break the Nawali, the super murderer from the first mission out of prison to help us. And then you go do that. And then there's a really terrible mission where you have like a bonding exercise with the super murderer. And then you go rob the train and he doesn't actually help at all, except he kills that guy as a joke. And at the end of the mission, he brings a a hover bike for you to jump on and ride away with him. Uh, then that then that storyline goes on ice for a little bit while we, while we do the next fucking thing that doesn't matter, which is a martial lawyer comes in and says Marshall now owns the Saints because you signed a non compete when you were working for them. But I'm like, you're not a, you're we're not pretending we're a company. We're we're a gang. I... So this doesn't work. This is one of those gangs that incorporated. Yeah, right. You know, one of those one that cares about some sort of laws uh-huh and now they yeah, really so, got us by the nuts because they owned the saints what? so then you so then you go and kill every single person in their headquarters <laughs> but but as 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 atticus marshall who is ostensibly the fucking antagonist of this game except he's in like three missions total um <laughs> like mocks you like he said and says shit like i have more lawyers than you have bullets it doesn't matter you can blow this building up and i'll just build it again you can kill literally everybody who works for me. I'll just rehire. Uh, and everybody's like, you can't just solve this with violence, boss. You can't just solve this with boss. Surprise, you, you solve it with violence. You solve it by stealing, by stealing one of their AI tanks and going on a rampage with it and humiliating the company. And then he gets fired. And then you shoot him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> he needed that last step. Yeah, that, that's, that, I don't know. That, that ending sounds pretty strong there. <laughs> Hmm. And then we get the actual fucking climax. I, I'm going to say before we get to the end of this, in the climax of the story, because I'll stop talking about this fucking game after that point. Um, <laughs> another addition they added to this game's combat is flow, which are pips that let you do super moves. Oh, Except yeah. one, it's broken in your favor. So you so I almost always had it, even if I spammed these moves. Two, every move is bad, but the first one they give you. The first move they give you 
Uh, but by the way, they, they, they make insane shit. This move's like throwing a frag grenade is one of the moves. You don't get grenades. What? It's like a weapon. But the, the first move they give you, which is the best one in the entire game, is you grab them, you shove a grenade down the ass of their pants, and then you, like, throw them. And if anybody else is in the range of the blast, they die instantly. Yeah, it's a really uh, weird, like, goofy-looking finisher thing. Okay. Where they were almost, like, ragdolling through the air, almost. I get that, um, yeah. It's really useful because you don't have to engage with the enemies with armor at all because it instantly kills them. <laughs> good. Pretty, it's pretty good. Yeah, this game has, like, armored enemies and elites because, again, maybe at some point this was supposed to be a GTA Online type thing. But at the same time, like, Volition seems to really think putting that kind of shit in their single player game is brilliant. Like, if you, like, I went and read stuff they said about Agents of Mayhem, and it's like, well, people really liked the characters in Saints Row, in Saints Row the Third, and Saints Row 2. So we thought what people would want is having a bunch of characters you can play as, so we can't have a story that matters. <sighs> yeah, that's incredible. Oh, I'll talk about the part of the game I liked. Okay. Eli, Eli's story arc, which is which is every character has their own story arc. Uh, two other characters, it's two missions, but Eli gets three. Ooh, three and, whole and missions. Eli gets and extra Eli, whipped cream. <laughs> and Eli's missions, which I'm almost certain were part of a much larger storyline that were cut featuring a third gang that was cut, is uh, everybody in the city plays this LARP that is that is Mad Max. Like it's Mad Max mixed with Dune. So he's like, you're going to help us win, boss. You're going to play this game with me and help me win. And it's it's a lot of fun. You they give you unique weapons. Uh, when you kill enemies with them, they don't actually die. They fall to their knees and like pantomime like their last breath and and performatively flop over. Uh all the cars have like cardboard stuff attached to them to look more like Mad Max. If you, they made multiple unique takedown animations where like the boss pretends to rip out someone's heart and they go along with it or, or like pretends to machine gun punch them and they go along with it. And I'm like, this is pretty charming. And it ends with a pretty fun thing where, uh, your coworker from the company who I wish had been a major character. I kind of liked her. She's one of the few characters that felt like she had a personality, but you, you fight her and you get down her health and then it refills. And she says, you didn't hit me. <laughs> and you go, what the fuck? Yes, I did. She's like, no, no, you didn't hit me. So her health. And then it happens a, a second time. She goes, nope, still didn't hit me. And it refills again. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. That part and then was you eventually really win by saying, by saying, Gwen, you're too much of a hard ass to not listen to the rules. And she goes, oh, you're right. <laughs> and, and then it ends with a really fun scene where you're pantomiming shooting the Dust King, who is like the final boss of this game, as he holds a ketchup bottle and squirts it out and yells. And I thought that was pretty delightful. Shame. It and it had, like, it had like different combat. It had different gameplay modes where you drink a quote, stealth potion so you can walk around unseen by crossing your arms like that's the rule of the game you're invisible nobody can act you and when you walk into the base one of the guy goes 
what the fuck? Oh, God damn it. And then turns the other direction. <laughs> it's like the closest the game got to having jokes. Yeah. But uh, then you get to the end of this game. Surprise, the, the Nawali is crazy and he wants to steal your life. So he stabs you and buries you alive. And you do a really fucking pathetic and embarrassing dream sequence where you uh, are faced with all your failures of which there isn't any. So they have, so they have to pretend where it's like, you didn't kill that guy on the train. He did. You're such a failure. And I'm like, I was gonna. Yeah. It was in a cutscene. You took control away from me. And where you have to run across the board game they were playing earlier because they're millennials. So they have tabletop night. Because millennials do that, I guess. Yes. So you run across the board game they were playing and shoot and shoot things. And then you wake up and the Nawali is making everybody pretend to be his friend on like a sitcom set. And making them do different takes, which I think which I thought was almost funny, but they don't really. But it's. So so you go you go and you fucking kill him and a phase of his this final boss fight is him getting in a normal helicopter of which you've blown up several hundred at this point. Also they have like sci-fi vertical takeoff and landing jets in this game, but he's not flying one of those, he's just flying a normal helicopter. Uh and then you kill him and then you get the the cut scene where he taught where the main character talks about how much they care about all their friends and then it's fucking over. Cool. And then, and then, if you completely max out the game, if you do every single thing in it, and then wait fourteen additional hours to get the 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 residual income to give you the money to do this, you can build a skyscraper that doesn't have an interior, and you get a cutscene of the character singing "Love Shack," which I didn't do obviously because I was on streamer mode. It just would have been silence. <sighs> cool. This game, wow. this game sucked. I can't even really be mad at it because it's one of those things where I'm like, I, I can't, like, if I was looking at the developer, I wouldn't even say, yeah, you made a piece of shit because they just go, we know. Right, yeah. It's like, this was fucked over by leadership at every single, in like, not a single thing about this game is the way they wanted it to be. Not a single thing. Oh, yeah, and, and they hide, they hide quality of life shit behind all these fucking side activities like you have to steal 10 cars for the chop shop before you get the ability to hey deliver one of the cars from my garage to me hmm. so there's any re oh yeah when you when the main character gets into a car it like channels their psychic force and becomes faster more durable and weighs a lot more so cool. you can get in this tiny little jalopy and like flip monster trucks with it because of the main character's protagonist force is now possessing the car. Yeah, because like, they didn't they, they didn't want you to actually have to deal with finding a car. It's like Burnout Revenge. <laughs> you just have the heaviest car on earth going the fastest, <laughs> the most indestructible. <laughs> but that that's but that's it. Okay, I, I beat it. It sucks. <laughs> there, there's there's two more, and I'm fucking. Three if three if we hit the fucking goal from to force me to play Agents of Mayhem. There's two more. And yeah, there's Saints for the fourth. 
Oh, God. those Saints Row Four. Oh God. And then there's Saints Row One. Okay. Oh, okay. And Agents of Mayhem. If if I have to, which I'm really scared is just going to be this game again. I feel like it can't be this bad. <laughs> I remember renting that and being like, wow, this is insanely hollow. So it'll probably be bad in a really different way that'll be unique. Mm. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> Did you play anything else, though? No, that was all I played. Oh, shit. That means we're talking about. Talking about. The Pogwarts! Oh my god! Oh fuck! Yes, that's right. The Podlords. Podlords such as. E. Lee Broyles. Once again, I'm showing you this pixel ass. Red Blaze 27. Suzu Shiro. BN12. Shibuyagato. Rado. 101 Shades of Wonderful Remastered. WTF Spider Man. New Podlord feature the Silly Dillo Everywhere system. Yeah. Mmm. Quality. Mmm. Put him in the dip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why won't they do it already? <laughs> yeah. If he's gonna be everywhere, he might as well be there. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. I Like Spam. Amino Mugman, that is all. DFW3K. Mukbun. Happy late President's Day to my favorite image of all time. Bless you, Ark. <laughs> Kristen. Kyle Bjork. There is no bit. Bits are for people who don't have their external hard drives randomly break. Iron Aggro, Blig the Blue, Schlig the Poo, Monster Hunter, Ryzen and Raiden, Ted Lasso, Buttery Shortbread Ice Cream, available soon at your nearest Jenny's? What's up? Is that a thing? <laughs> what the fuck? It's not a thing, right? Hotlord's gaslighting all of us. <laughs> Cooper Tank. One of these days, this will not be a dream. It's not today, though. Sorry. Sorry. Still stuck in the hunter's nightmare. Drinking Peepsy for a whole month to see if it reverts the chop goblification. I actually tried Peepsy. Yeah? The Peep Pepsi. Yeah. It's kind of just bad vanilla. What? How? All right. Because they added marshmallow flavoring to Pepsi. Indigo Sykes, Drive Typecast. Dan, does Tosh know you've been feeding Saber Tacos? <laughs> <laughs> Please don't tell my wife she'll leave me. 
Apple Gothic will be away in a medically enforced budget dimension. Wish me luck, y'all. Unrelated picture of a woodcock. Good luck. Good, bird. good luck. Me, when I get PSVR 2. I swear <laughs> to God, this motherfucker <laughs> needs to stop showing up everywhere. It's silly, though. Of course it is. Of course it is. Three raccoons sneaking into your house. Oh my god. Is one of them the lookout? <laughs> He's at the bottom. Just, oh, I'd just, just let him through the door. Yeah, I know, right? Don't want them to get hurt trying to climb up. <laughs> Don't be like this raccoon, who is a raccoon that's never played Hyper Demon. <laughs> it's not a raccoon! No. Oh. Oh. It's bad uh, enough people are like, why did why do these Gigaboots podcasters care so much about Jinkardia? Now we need to explain why none of you know what a raccoon looks like. <laughs> well, technically just watched Kung Pao <laughs> with his mom and is already damaged. Tiger. Sorry Tiger. about Tiger. your mom. Birdie. <laughs> Birdie. 20 plus hours of theatrism later. Ugh. Ugh. Maybe I shouldn't buy it. <laughs> like a Dragon Ishin is one of the video games of all time. What am I looking at? Well, there's this power card to use. All right. Sarlene. Timothy Fister found a secret character in the new theatrhythm, but he can only be used when playing Final Fantasy IV's theme of love. Oh, oh. God, that's vile. <laughs> this is so good. Good <laughs> God. You ever feel like a game you play actively disrespects your time? Lobotomy Corporation is pretty neat. Not sure if actually neat. Lobotomy Corporation is pretty neat. Too bad I can't fucking play it because my eyes aren't good enough. Oh? Oh. Yeah, because you have to zoom in and out. It's, it's like a, a base management game. And you're like looking at it from a side profile. Like it's an underground base. Oh. And then you... I, I can't do it. I can't handle it. Pleochrome. Krunglespum. Lord Richter is in an ice storm without power for three days, so time for all reliable. Oh, man. Luck to you and your house. Yeah. Yeah, good luck with that. I don't know that I would ever eat anywhere near seven corn dogs raw in a row. That, that does not seem good. Oh gosh, but no, no ketchup, no mustard, just dog. <laughs> <laughs> Eat the <to> stick too. <laughs> Let's see how you pronounce Skajaquata, Bob. What are you, what are you thinking on this? Skajaquata, yeah, that's the same. Sorry, aggro. Oh, uh, hmm. Yeah, no, that, that's... I can't think of a better way to... Uh, Skajakwita? 
Skahakwada? Sekum on Skadakwada, Sekum on Skadakwada. I hope we pass the test. A Western game with color, personality, and decent character design. Go play Paradise Killer. And there is no war in Astacasia School of Technology. There's also no way to read this image. <laughs> Thank you very much to our pod lords. Thank you, pod lords. Thank, Thank you, pod lords. lords. Thank you, pod lords. I'm looping back to the beginning. And if you'd like to become a podler, you can go to our Patreon at patreon.com slash gbpodcasts for as little as $5 a month. You get access to many benefits, such as early access to Chugging Bleach and Pokemon Go to the Movies, our two anime review podcasts. Uh, we're going to review five or more episodes of Bleach and a Pokemon movie every month, and both those shows will keep going until we're all dead. Uh, patreon exclusive content for shows. When those shows have cut content, we can indeed give you and a patron exclusive show one a month where we get to vote. You get to vote on what good or bad thing we have to watch and talk about. And if it's a bad thing, you get a commentary track too. And by my estimation, there's somewhere in the ballpark of 700,000 of those waiting for you on the patron. You also get access to a movie, Isolation 119, a fantastic movie. Only we have the distribution rights to it at the moment. Uh, stellar movie. This is not a joke. This isn't a bit. There is a movie. That you can, yes. if you give five dollars or more to the Patreon, you can go watch Isolation One One Nine, a movie I believe everybody should watch at least once. And if you do content on this podcast network, you'll probably end up watching seven, eight, nine, tw ten, twelve times. <laughs> uh, that's Patreon.com/slash GB Podcast. And if you don't have any money, it always helps us immensely to spread the word. Tell your friends, rate us on Thursdays before they release that, before they get rid of that feature. Um, host us. I think they may have already have gotten rid of that feature. They did. Uh, oh no. Oh. Uh, like this video on YouTube. Rate us on your podcast app of choice. Uh, carve carve our names into a big tree stump and leave it on someone's lawn. You know, lo 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 lots of methods. Uh, Patreon.com slash GB podcast. Thank you. Let's get to news. I love that. Leave it on their lawn. Like this wasn't a tree that was there already. <laughs> no, we you brought it, in. it into a tree. We brought it there. <laughs> We've got news. Uh, Gary Wynn is trying to tell everyone that uh, his work literally isn't in that game anymore. It is not in Forspoken. They took it out when they hired a writing staff. And so the only thing that remains is the name Athea. That's insane. It's like, oh, our game was about all this stuff. And, and then they got a writing staff and writing staff. Yeah, they sure they sure staffed up that script. <laughs> uh -huh. What I'm so curious as to what happened. I really hope at some point someone just tells us this is why they changed the entire direction of this game. Also, is this another fucking luminous engine curse? They can't just make a game. They have to totally change what it's about halfway through development. <laughs> yes, apparently. What if we just stepped on all of it, smashed it to pieces? <laughs> Is that fine? We can do that halfway through development, right? Yeah. Maybe it was a Final Fantasy game at some point, and when they decided it shouldn't be, they threw out everything. Maybe. But I, but I really don't know. It's like such an irrational thing to do after hiring notable writers. Right. Yeah. Well, it sounds like Amy Hennig came after Gary Wood, so Amy Hennig may have spearheaded the rewrite that was then mostly handled by the two other writers maybe it also sounded like there was a member of the development team in the room who helped with the rewrite or whatever hmm 
You know what else happened during Big Think? What's that? Mortal Kombat 12 is coming out this year, and that came out during a fiscal call. Oh, my God. What? Sure. Right? Yup. Yep. All right. What the fuck's that about? I guess. We had Evo's a tweet last up. week where Ed Boon's like, I, I, I pray that people stop asking me for Mortal Kombat 12. Todd for Skyrim 2. Yeah, that's what it was yesterday, I think. Yeah. Because it was his <sighs> what birthday. A troll. Ed Boon's such a fucking troll. Yeah. Yeah. Of Announces course. Announces it during a fiscal call. Jesus Christ. Anyways, I look forward to getting to hear anything about that. Yeah. At some point. We're going to Chris. Hey, Chris, what news you got? Yes. Okay. I only got a couple things. So Angry Birds was delisted from sale because Rovio, the owner, wanted people to play a new one that was stuffed with microtransactions. So many people wanted it back that they reintroduced it as a paid game. Mm hmm. Despite being wildly successful, Rovio decided that people giving them money to have a game they could just play was uh, dragging down their shitty microtransaction version, so they have now delisted the paid version, explicitly citing in their press release, we are doing this because y'all ain't spending enough money on microtransactions. Who makes that press release? Yeah, how did that happen? <laughs> Also looking this up and seeing they have like four other Angry Bird games are running at once and like, oh, I wonder why none of these are working. <laughs> it's a real mystery. So yeah, that's insane. And uh, Nippon Ichi Software announced a superpowers cross academy RPG called I don't fucking know how to say it, so I'll just say Sheikatris? I would say Exiatris, but I don't know. Zeekatris? Maybe Zeekatris. Let's go with Zeekatris. Um, it looks like shit. Okay, thank you. <laughs> it, 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 it's very obviously like this game is all menus. Oh. Weird. Like, we're, we're like a first person dungeon crawl. It, it legitimately looks like a mobile game. They convert it into a console game. Uh, all the character designs look really terrible. The person who did them seemingly has not ever worked on a game before. Uh, the it, it it has really sick looking box art that I'm going to guess is just a complete lie and there's nothing like that in the actual game at all. <laughs> it it looks it looks bad. <laughs> like it looks so cheap that I don't know why they're doing it. Cool. Uh, debatable whether or not that's news. Uh, same goes for our next thing. Bob, your first bullet of quote news. <laughs> that Melgar Rising Revengeance event happened. It was nothing. Because <laughs> of course. Please, please let them have just not been ready to show it and they have something at E3. Because it leaked today that Konami is planning a big E3 with lots of shit. But yeah, they put out some 10th anniversary uh, art pieces that were new and the message from the director and the composer and just being like oh man that sure was a cool thing we did back 10 years ago I can't believe it's been 10 years wow <laughs> why is everyone so mad what do you guys not have coffee tables 
Let's move on. Um, they announced the Evo lineup for 2023. Cool. Uh, we're going to have Street Fighter Six, of course, Guilty Gear Strive, Dragon Ball Fighters, Tekken Seven, King of Fighters Fifteen, Melty Blood Type Lumina, uh, Mortal Kombat Eleven Ultimate, and then mm-hmm. this is the weird one: Ultimate Marvel's Capcom Three. You've written four. I don't know why I, I wrote that. It's it's three. It's, I, I must <laughs> have hit the wrong button at the end. But yeah, it's three. I mean, this they, motherfucker they do like just to... gaslit me. He's building up like he's going to say something absolutely mind-blowing. And then he goes three. And I'm like, but you... Oh. <laughs> no, they they like to, like, cycle the last slot. So maybe this is just, okay, it's Marvel's turn. They're like, we can't give it to Skullgirls again. Give it to Marvel. Yeah, it... it... It's encouraging because this means there could be some new Marvel thing in the works. Like, I feel like that. I af- After learning how Infinite went, like, unless everybody at Disney in charge of that shit was fired, mm-hmm. I don't want it. I know, right? Because you read it and it's like, a Capcom characters can't beat a Marvel character in a fight in a cutscene. Um, you can't use your own music. You have to use this dog shit that sounds vaguely similar to the fucking MCU music, which doesn't yep. have music. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, if if everyone's changed out over there, then I could see a good one happening, but I kind of doubt it. Uh... It, it, it. It seems that Disney's really heavy-handed with this shit, with Marvel specifically. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of that shit from the Avengers game seems like it came from them changing how peter parker looked in the in the sony spider-man almost assuredly came from them you talking about when they did the remaster and they changed his face yeah and they changed how peter parker looked uh that's just to match up with that man's skull shape i, I don't believe that i he totally so much that. like tom holland <laughs> they're just just Based on what we know now, I don't want another Marvel vs. Capcom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'd, I just, it'd that. just be bad again. Well, it could, we could have a versus Capcom. Yeah, yeah. Any hold the Marvel versus anything would be amazing. Yeah, that'd yeah. be cool. That'd they be they cool. should, they should, they should team up with Namco and do Shonen Jump versus Capcom to really own Marvel. <laughs> that'd be dope. <laughs> that would be insane. Um, we found out the Resident Evil Four remake is going to have a PSVR two mode. Uh, that will be free DLC at some point. It, the, the tweets made it sound like, yeah, we just started making it. <laughs> so, so so they are calling it a mode. Yes. Okay, so not v, not v, PSVR 2 content. Right. Because that is that implies a different thing. It does. Because up until that, they just kept calling it PSVR 2 content will be made. I'm like, yeah. It, all right. It's all like Japanese tweets. Mm-hmm. So you never know what's translation. And your Japanese exactly. is kind of rough, so <laughs> I understand if the, you're not sure on this one. So it could be anything. It could be literally anything. <sighs> After Resident Evil 8's VR mode had an amazing tutorial and then was just Resident Evil 8. So I just watched as a bunch of cutscenes happened and I was like, oh, this is really not exciting anymore. I would love for Resident Evil 4, a very action-y Resident <laughs> Evil, to have a VR mode. Yeah, it's like... The problem with 8 is 8 isn't a game that's fun. Whereas Resident Evil 4 is immediately like, oh, here, you get to play the video game. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. I think both 7 and 4 lend themselves better to VR than 8 does. Yeah, weirdly. Yeah. 
because seven doesn't isn't action focused, but it's very focused on. No, this is horrifying in first person. Well, not only that, the opening bit of seven is you playing the fucking game. Yeah, you walk into the, you travel through the areas. You're underwater. You're underground. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not. We're gonna show you a bunch of cutscenes to get you to the game. Um, yeah, I feel like seven's pretty pretty good for for VR, but. I'm okay with that. Never getting a PSVR 2 version, but I really need this PSVR 2 stuff for Resident Evil 4 to be the game. And <laughs> yeah. not just some weird thing. Right. That'd be great. Yeah. Um, what's next? Uh, Assault Suit Vulcan Declassifies was announced for Switch. This is a port, like, re- retranslation and stuff of Cybernator was what yeah. it was called in the West or Super Nintendo. Yes, I played Cybernator. So now it's uncensored, retranslated. They're even translating like an 80-page Japanese guidebook that was released with the original game. Oh, that's cool. And uh, having they have some new artwork from the artist uh, Satoshi Urushihara, who did Ground Lancer. Oh, okay. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> okay. All right. Got it. Got it. And then it was previously unreleased uh, production artwork. So that's cool. That, that should be neat. That It's like this SNES mech game. It looked pretty neat. Yeah, no, that game's cool. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I played sequels to it, but I never played this first one. Really? Yeah. Because right. they did like... I think the PS3 had downloadable games that were sequeled. Yes. Yeah, and I played those, that. Those were the Lanos or Vulcan series, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Diablo 4, the open beta is going to happen March 24th to 26th. And that's for everybody. If you want early access, that's March 17th to 19th, and you have to pre-order the game. No. Yeah, don't, don't, don't pre-order digitally. I think you can pre-order it physically and still get this. I'm not sure, though. Mm. Uh, but this is actually a substantial chunk of the game. It lets you play the prologue in the first act, and it says all the quests and side quests are available for that, and you can level up to 25. Did they say that shit carries over? No. It carries between the two the two weekends, the two beta weekends, but it does not carry to the game. When is this happening? This is Friday to Sunday. March. Okay. All right. Okay. Got it. You can level to 25? Yep. Yeah, I am buying Diablo 4 regardless of how bad it looks. That's just <laughs> who I am. I'm interested in trying this and seeing if it's... If it's safe, I hope like if it's they get, good. Yeah, if they get if they got what made Diablo good, because I know this has been such a troubled development cycle for this thing. Mm-hmm. Everything that has come out that is in the game seemed solid, but everything about the development of the game seems not solid, right? So <sighs> this will be pretty telling, I think. At least give us some foundation for what to expect. Um. Uh, all right, I've got a lot of Fire Axis games news. For Axis, yeah. For Axis. <laughs> Buttered stuff. Yeah. So the studio head, Steve Martin. I didn't realize Steve Martin headed a studio. <laughs> I, not that Steve Martin. Oh, okay. Uh, he's been there for 25 years. He's leaving. Yeah, this sucks. Um, being replaced by their current COO, Hezer Hazen. Hazen, I've never heard of that last name. That's interesting. Yeah, she apparently joined in 2020. Uh, that's like 25 years, mm-hmm. <laughs> except it's three less than most likely. Uh, she previously worked as a producer on Fortnite. Oh, sorry, an executive producer on Fortnite for Epic, and then before that, a producer at Popcap Games making literal shuffleware. So, 
How did you make bad news even worse? Hopefully, this is okay. I don't know. I have no idea. Um, the, the, Steve Martin, the studio head, of, of, was only at that studio, like, I think, I think he was a CEO for, like, five years before taking over as the head of the studio. So maybe it's okay. Maybe she's been trained up. I don't know. I doubt it. <laughs> um, other great news here. The creative director of XCOM and Midnight Suns, Jake Solomon, also is leading the studio after 20 years. Wonder what the fuck Firaxis makes after this. Uh, well, they actually answered that. Oh! Creative director of Sid Meier's Civilization, Ed Beach, is not leaving. He is making a new Civilization game. Okay, uh, that's good. I like Civ. Yeah. I'm damn dude. It's <laughs> a lot of fucking people to lose. Those are important people to lose. They are, but that, part of me is like maybe that's maybe this was always their intent and they weren't like really fired because they had been there for like two decades each. Maybe they were just tired of it. If it didn't immediately come after Midnight Sun's lack of sex yeah, success, I, yeah. I know. <laughs> if it wasn't right after, and if they weren't owned by fucking 2K, right. Who, yeah. who would very much be like, you fucked up our Marvel game. Get out. <laughs> Based on Sony's Marvel game, this should have sold 30 million oh, copies. Did you look at what you were making? <laughs> <laughs> I oh, yeah. I, mi I missed the take two flat out said, yeah, this shit bombed. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they were very open about that. But I think later they released a statement of like, well, they'll probably have long legs like other things from them. <laughs> It's like, <laughs> unlike the studio head who no longer has kneecaps. <laughs> Jesus. That's okay. We have good leaving news this week. Uh, Shinji Mikami leaves Tango Gameworks. Congratulations. You're free now. <laughs> so let's see. Let's see. How long before he's just over at M2, the company that I think was literally founded for him to be the leader of? Right. But he was too busy. He was too busy working on shit over it on like Ghostwire. Yeah, mm -hmm. fucking I guess M2. Rush. M2 has literally been the guys holding the tarp bed for him to jump out of the burning building just moving <laughs> left and right for a year now, right? Yeah, he'll, he'll, we'll probably hear about him being there in about 10. Minutes? Nine. <laughs> Eight. Um, Come yeah. on, God had to. <laughs> you can you can literally watch the uh, behind the scenes for Ghostwire and just hear that man just talk about, yeah, I really want to be in a creative position again, and I just I'm stuck here running a studio, and it's just like this man literally made his own hell. I wonder how much of his podcast is that because he does he has like Kojima has his own podcast where he interviews people. I wonder people. if there's an English version because yeah, there's an know. English version of the Kojima one. I'm pretty sure. So right, and I think there's but, one like this for Harada as well. And I think damn. that also has an English version. Man, yeah, I I love Mikami. Mikami's so great. I want him to be in a creative position again and feel en enabled as a creator. Yeah, because I bet if they did let him work on something creatively again, they'd be says it'd have to be a horror game. I feel like that's it'd have to certainly. be a horror game. Then they wouldn't market it, and then they'd go, "Why didn't it do good?" <laughs> yes, <laughs> they stare at their feet like, "What's happening?" They shoot it to death, and then they poke it with the stick and say, "Come on, do something." <laughs> All right. Moving on. They announced Richter mode will be in Dead Cells Castlevania DLC. 
So you get to play as Richter in a certain thing. It's down like a single stage you can find in play as Richter. So I don't know exactly how much game there is to do like that, but it looked cool. Well, that's neat. That's neat, at least. That you get like this cool bespoke content mm-hmm. to play as Richter. And the last thing I got is a uh, Call of Duty Call of Duty rumors from Jason Schreier. Because you know there was a the whole thing of there's not a big Call of Duty this year. It's just not happening. There will we're skipping a year. Buffy wrote Jason Schneider. That's that's the half of the name of that Nickelodeon guy who's a freak. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like Bob invented the worst human. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I was typing on the iPad and it rejected his real name when I typed it. <laughs> so just, it auto-corrected to this. Okay, cool. What's 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 Jason Schneider telling us this week? <laughs> so a Modern Warfare 2 like expansion is being turned into a full game and released this season this this year. So they have the a real full Modern game Warfare out this year. 2 comes out this year. <laughs> I mean, that's really depressing. Yes. That is so depressing. Yeah, it sounds like it was originally going to be a DLC, and now they've like we, we put it. Also, in historically, player. historically, games that were them upscaling DLC tend to not be good. Oh yeah, people swear the, by ODST. <laughs> they're wrong, other, uh, but they sure do. Because there's because there's ODST, which is fine, but it was sixty dollars, so it's not fine. <laughs> right. There's Dragon Age Inquisition. Which was supposed to be DLC for Dragon Age 2. Jesus. Yeah, that seems insane. <laughs> and then Saints Row 4, which was supposed to be DLC for Saints Row 3. But yeah, it sounds like they're getting a sledgehammer to help them on this. Um, okay. Yeah. This... It's fucked up that this is going to be the story that last year's game was supposed to be. Yeah. Because it says it's continuing the story. They literally lead into that. Yep. God, that's insane. Yep. God, that's insane. I know. Yeah, it's it's crazy. This is this is probably going to be last year's was already the roughest Call of Duty in a long time. Yes. I wonder how bad this is. Will be. I think this will weirdly be better. It might <laughs> because that's the that's well, not a, a high bar. Now that they get to walk up and to do the actual things in Modern Warfare Two, yeah, <laughs> that will help. Good lord. Oh. God, can you imagine? Why does COD have to be so bad in such a weird way? It it was so much simpler to track before. Mm-hmm. Now it's like the one that clearly didn't get the full polish it should have because COVID started is kind of the best one, but also has the shortest story and all of these cool interactive social things that never come back. Vanguard's the World War II one, and while we thought that was the worst it could be, the next year that's supposed to be the best entry in the series somehow became the worst. That's when a bunch of people go, oh, damn, uh, the remake wasn't of uh, Black Ops, the original, which is the best entry in the series. <laughs> and now it's going to be, and then the next year they turned a DLC into a full game and somehow it was better because <laughs> Modern Warfare 2 remake is still the worst thing ever. Yeah, it's them carrying over content, what I assume meaning the, the multiplayer carries over, and that's upsetting because that has the worst progression system called Duty has ever had. Yeah, that sucks. That really sucks. But this is supposed to be a big year for Vanguard. Or, wait, what is Warzone. it? Warzone. Okay. <laughs> no, it's a big year for Vanguard. It's coming back from the dead. They're going <laughs> to delete your game and replace it with Vanguard. <laughs> <laughs> no! 
we now move to Dr. Agro with news. Agro, so, so, so speaking of Call of Duty, um, uh-huh. maybe being bad, <laughs> uh, uh, some mayonnaise sandwich named Brand Smith, who is uh, apparently <laughs> vice chair and president of Microsoft, uh-huh. uh, tweeted the other day that we've now signed a binding 10-year contract to bring Xbox games to Nintendo's gamers. This is just part of our commitment to bring Xbox games and Activision titles like Call of Duty to more players and platforms. So for those of you keeping score at home, he has announced that he has signed a contract with Nintendo uh, to give them a game he doesn't own (laughs) so they can put it on a system that can't fucking run it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) For 10 years. So that the government will let them buy Activision. (laughs) Now... Now, you might be worrying, oh, this will ruin Call of Duty. Don't worry, because uh, it already seems like they're going to partner up with NVIDIA and just make cloud versions of Call of Duty for Switch. Is that what? Well, I saw they were partnering with Call of Duty to presumably put Call of Duty on the GeForce streaming experience. Uh-huh. And then Microsoft signed, signed something with NVIDIA, too, at the same time. And then, and then NVIDIA turned around and said, we really think this deal should go through because they're going to give us money to put it on the Switch. Bad. Man, that's hilariously yeah. bad. Cool. You, what a win for Nintendo gamers. I also love that his tweet is saying Xbox games, and then the, te- the text he actually posts under that tweet is Call of Duty only. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the uh, game owned by Xbox, right? Yeah, that one. Yeah. <laughs> no, also, uh, also, they showed a fucking hilarious chart to regulators, <laughs> which is like the most egregious our dick is so small they've done yet, where it's like, Sony has 80% of the market and we only have 20%. I think one of the regulars is like, why are you entirely leaving out Nintendo and PC? (laughs) (laughs) Well, because we really, really want to buy Activision. (laughs) It left out PC and Nintendo? Well, yeah, because then you would see Microsoft has a problem. This isn't about Nintendo. Don't, don't. Yeah, they're not in competition with this. They're different. Ignore the documents that say otherwise. (laughs) Holy shit. Ah! Oh, man. What was that other executive who said, like, he carries around this same contract for Sony in his pocket? Um, I don't know, but I believe it. These yeah, executives are going same, more and that, more insane over the last that, year. That same yeah. one, that same one um, from last week with the insane tweets about the Last of Us show. Uh huh. Yeah. Posted this MS Paint meme that the, the fucking bike meme where they stick the spoke through their yeah, own bike and then blame someone else. They they did that with Sony. It's very epic. Yeah, they literally posted that meme. <laughs> And it's funny because this is actually starting to get to the point where more game journalists are going, wait a minute, you're all fucking insane. That's so <laughs> stupid. It's like they gain nothing. Nintendo, or Captivision will continue to bring Call of Duty to PlayStation because it sells best there. No, Bob. They're going to turn down having the second best selling game on the most popular gaming platform. Yeah. For third-party software. Why would they do that? They're going to do that because Microsoft (laughs) wants them to do that. 
Um, but it's also not a problem. It's... God, it's this... okay. <laughs> it's okay, man. Starfield's gonna be great, <laughs> and it's a good thing that they're not getting eighty percent more sales, or actually, I guess, four times more sales potentially. God, there's just I'm really, really enjoying watching <sighs> some executives get told no, and watching them have this complete fucking meltdown oh yeah, yeah that no. really seems what what it, like got like there you have like fucking michael pactor and all these other ghouls running around saying no it's still totally gonna happen this doesn't matter i'm like if that was true all these freaks wouldn't be going through the cycles of grief publicly right yeah yeah when when like uh, how many different whole countries have told them no well like, there are so many who are we're just like through denial now we're at bargaining right yeah it's uh it's really something and uh i'm glad to some extent people are starting to notice how insane all of these tweets are and also how insane the fan boys are getting yeah no i loved seeing this one where it's explicitly about call of duty in what the uk just told them was you have you have to separate call of duty right exactly <laughs> <laughs> they literally just got done saying, but you're not going to own that. <laughs> but but we can't separate it out. We have this deal with Nintendo. <laughs> Which, can you imagine? I, God, I want to be in that room and, and see the faces of, of the Nintendo reps at that table. They're like, you want to promise us what? <laughs> yeah, okay. I want to know if they get like a bonus. Like Nintendo gets money if this deal doesn't go through now. <laughs> That'd <laughs> yeah, be funny. If it, like Nintendo just shows up at Microsoft HQ, they're like, "So, where's our Call of Duty?" <laughs> See, what would be really funny is if in the timeline where this deal actually goes through, mm -hmm. Nintendo's like, uh, "You promised us content and feature parity. That that cloud version doesn't give us that." Could you imagine? <laughs> We need you guys to R&D us a system that can run this game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is this whole situation's fucking insane. <laughs> and I thought at some point it would get less insane, but it just keeps ramping up week to week. Right? I thought we were at the peak somewhere at Phil Spencer tweeted a thing saying that he made a deal and everyone went, that didn't, you just tweeted that you were going to make a deal. That's not, what? Um, this, how can it get more insane from here? I don't even know. I don't know. God, the thought that Xbox is, as a division is going to lose more mon money than Sony spent on Bungie if this doesn't go through. Because that's the fee they oh, have yeah, to pay yeah. Activision if the deal doesn't go through. And they will have from it nothing other than a fucking warped fan base. <laughs> There's a lot of there's a lot of really funny trajectories this could go even if the deal goes goes through like they plan to do this deal in cash. Like mm -hmm. th this is all cash on hand Microsoft has. So if we hit that fucking recession everybody's talking about and they have to burn through some of that cash, suddenly they're borrowing the money to buy Activision at like a 6 or 7% annual interest rate. <laughs> Yeah. So the interest on the Activision purchase is now more than Activision makes. Yeah. Jesus, that makes me want to vomit. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Man, 
how deranged the fan base will be if this if this doesn't go through. You're right. They they will just be this warped, like always inferiority complex person. Oh no, they're like, warped in completely bizarre ways. If it does go through or doesn't go through, yeah. There, there, no shit. If Microsoft pulls off this magic trick of convincing all these governments around the world that it's okay, the fan base will go, good, buy Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to stop. Uh-huh. Yeah, no. Yeah. No, because they need to compete. And then obviously, if they had Nintendo, they could do that. That's the only way. You know, a year from now, when they announce they're buying Nintendo, they're going to tweet, that's the only way we can compete if we own the Switch. <laughs> Oh my god, when does this end? Anyways, hey Agro, we have other news. <laughs> I sure hope Microsoft is a whole fold and just gets shattered to pieces. That'd be great. I mean, that would be funny, but I would like a third competitor in this market because Sony absolutely well, can, takes yeah. advantage of the lead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they, should, uh, they, they should just sell Xbox to a company that is incompetent. Like, let me check the list. Let me check the list. <laughs> Google, no. Meta, mm-hmm. no. Mm-hmm. Samsung, maybe? That would be funny. <laughs> that I would be that. funny. That would uh, be funny. I'm stuck in this game. Uh, Bixby, <laughs> can you look up how to beat this guy? <laughs> no, oh, don't you text know what it my would mother. Be? <laughs> you know what it would be? Realistically, it would be fucking Tencent. Oh, that's true. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Tencent or like the crown prince of Saudi Arabia. <laughs> Samsung would be way funnier, though. So we just stick with <laughs> Can we? Actually, I don't know. I'm starting to think the crown prince of Saudi Arabia being the third contender in the video game industry would be very funny. As hey, we're just like, hey, your choices are uh, portable that can't run games, Sony's movie games, or literal uh, Saudi hey. Arabian princes. Reprehensible royal family, all, you know, warmongering criminals. Some of those princes have great taste in games. That's true. Um, That's true. Man, we get the highest budget king budget king of fighters ever made. Oh shit! (laughs) (laughs) Care to tell me what you're doing, Kyo Kusanagi? (laughs) I'm finishing the fight. (laughs) Can you imagine they announced King of Fighters six sixteen just looks like Street Fighter six suddenly? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that'd be good. We have cinematic trailers. Triumphant music swells. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> uh, mean-spirited Twitter user, uh, Bill Bill Coon, who has apparently uh, leaked at least one prior Xbox controller successfully, mm-hmm. has posted a blurry picture of Xbox's next controller. It's green. Ooh. I assume he did this just to hurt me. Yeah. I don't I don't know why. I've I've never done anything to this person, but I have once again become the victim of a concerted <laughs> effort to wound me emotionally over the fact that Sony <laughs> won't make a great fucking dual sense. <laughs> why? I bought the PSVR, you bastards. <laughs> Can someone just make a green dual sense for aggro? This is getting sad. <laughs> no, I, I don't want a skin. It's the principle. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, good luck winning on that battlefront. <sighs> okay. 
we're finally here. State of play. Well, a lot of things happen in the state of play. They said, for example, the word fract. <laughs> and I said, what? They're like, yeah, that's a game. And I'm like, you're making shit up. But uh, yeah, we had a decent amount of news. Uh, Foglands, you know, the iconic Dark Watch-like of this conference. Looks pretty neat. Yeah. We opened with VR. VR's really cool, as you may know from the earlier segment <laughs> where I sounded like it was Christmas. Um, first person shooter looked like Dark Watch. Pretty freaking cool. Hey, Bob. What's up? You seem excited for the next game. Could you, could you tell me all about Green Hell VR? Yeah, this was uh, some sort of survival crafting VR game. Great. Amazing. I'm so excited. Wow, that's awesome, man. <laughs> I'm so happy for you. I'm glad you get cool stuff like that. Anyways, they also showed a game called Synapse. That that looked really neat. Yeah, that's the one that was made by people made Fract. <laughs> that's not a thing. <laughs> As uh, as the next trailer started, Journey to Foundation, they didn't tell us the name, and Agro goes, is this a game based in the Foundation universe? And I'm like, that can't be! Who the fuck would greenlight that? So anyways, this is a game based in the Foundation universe. You know, like the book, Mm -hmm. Isaac Asimov. I didn't know. You didn't know, but that's, that's, that's fine that you didn't know. I just, that's fucking weird. Yeah, this is this is nuts. Like, I keep, I'm, I'm trying to think of a parallel. Armchair devs. <laughs> Agro brings in thing that's only for him more at eleven. But yeah, seriously, I don't. You don't see stuff like this very often. It's strange. I hope it's good. It's gonna be nonsensical. I assume, but. You know, the the like the main throughput of that book is using math to predict large scale societal movements. Mm-hmm. Why why is it a shooter? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> wow, I had no idea what this book was about. So that's um so intense. So you know that concept of like, well, the the AI is taking over, and the AI will make decisions for the betterment of humanity based on macro scale things. Okay, yeah. Well, that's kind of, oh. yeah, huh. kind of the progenitor of that notion. So, why is it a shit? <laughs> because shooters are cool in VR. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. You're not wrong, but it's just... It is funny because for people who done, you know, didn't do, they haven't done VR, you can do a lot of things that aren't shooting in VR. They're pretty cool, too. Right. <laughs> so there were other options. <laughs> anyway. Like, I'm, I'm thinking back to that SNL sketch about VR from, like, the 90s, where it's, you got this giant headset on and you're looking down at a virtual book. And it's, in like, a yes! scrolling text, well, call me, turns the page. Ishmael. <laughs> yes. The, the resolution was insanely low, so the font is that huge. Yes. God, I forgot that was a fucking SNL skit. Oh, speaking of a quick, quick VR thing aside, I learned this week why the Virtual Boy didn't have a strap. Oh, yeah? Apparently, in the United States, you can't market a device as all ages if it has a head strap. What? Huh. Interesting. And that's why the specific. Labo didn't have one either. Weird. Like, what? Like their Labo hold the switch up to your face say thing. 
a child safety law that just sounds insane. Okay. All right. Uh, Before Your Eyes uh, was pretty neat. It was um, this furry basically scolded me for my life and then I had to revisit it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And apparently it moves when you blink, which seems like it'll be disorienting real quick. I I assume there are just points at which it goes, okay, now the next time you blink, we'll change it. That's what I figure. Yeah, it looked like they were pretty they clear have button a- prompts on screen. Like, here's an eyeball. You look at that and blink. They should, once you beat the game, have a mode where it doesn't wait for them. Yes! <laughs> it's like, oops, uh, I, if I beat the game, I guess. I oh, God, Jesus. Oh, I, I can't even Ryan get a Mc- whole <laughs> sentence. I didn't realize how often I blink. <laughs> I was Ryan McCaffrey for a second. I blinked 300 <laughs> times. <laughs> that's my speed run, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, that looks really cool, and that's coming out in March. 10th so that's less than three weeks away they literally just went here's this game yeah less than three weeks away um that looks awesome i actually do want to check that out uh synapse probably the coolest thing out of that set yeah frankly uh but foglands look neat even though like i'm not somebody like reminder after this is done i'm going to go do jigsaw puzzles in 3d (laughs) i don't need shooters in vr vr is just cool as shit and it's great vibe Mm -hmm. so the fact they announced multiple shooters here is really weird to me somebody who doesn't have a need for them yeah it does feel like there should have been more variety in what we saw yeah like maybe they just think people who haven't tried VR can see a shooter and be like, that must be cool. Right. Cause maybe, maybe they're right. <laughs> like before your eyes didn't do anything for me and it wasn't a shooter, but it wasn't because it wasn't a shooter. It was cause it was like drama game. And I'm like, it's cause I- he hates furries. <laughs> He's like, I don't want to get lectured by a furry. <laughs> <laughs> you don't act like you have the moral high ground. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it just lots of things look completely amazing in there mm-hmm. and seeing the environments they showed in the trailer and certain character designs and things. I'm like, yes, yes, that's the sort of part of it that gets it for me. Gotcha. But yeah, they, they really did have a lot of shooters at this front block of VR. Um, anyway, we got a new trailer for Destiny 2. Lightfall, those designs and the visuals of that look cooler than any Destiny expansion pack before. It's still a Destiny expansion, Destiny 2 expansion pack, so... And they still won't do just here is everything by this. They still just won't do that. <laughs> like give us sixty dollars again, you can play the game. Oh, cool. Thank you. <laughs> no, not for you. Uh Chia still hasn't come out, but good news. Less than a month from now, Chia will finally come out and stop showing up at these events. You can still turn into a cu- coconut in these games for sure. <laughs> turn into a cuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this game is also the Sony equivalent of day one game pass, which which is we're, weird because last year we le- got Stray on normal PlayStation Plus. Right. Yeah. Now it's on extra or whatever. Yeah. I. Whenever I, I, it, I at this point, I'm just like, OK, it's a day one thing. What's wrong with it? <laughs> mm, yeah, I guess I get that game for free now. All right. Uh, Humanity was one of the most exciting games at this event. You are some sort of ghost dog that instead of yelling about (laughs) equipment not being good enough, you (laughs) glow with energy and bark humans in the afterlife to travel past properly to do battle with the Sith (laughs) and root your way through what is a cuboid puzzle level. 
to root them into what might be the giant human in Andeveva. Maybe. Unclear. <laughs> They're giant gold humans, too, that also you get to root around? Yes. There's a lot of things Which going on. Which they called on. them Goldies, I noticed in the menu. <laughs> I was like, that's, that's a funny name. Very cute. And they showed level creation? Yeah, which is awesome. Uh, and they announced this was PSVR 2, so I popped even harder. Uh, I was like, <laughs> oh, yes. This is a day one. This is a day one. Uh, that's coming out uh, May 2023. Limited time demo out today? That's is that true? That's what Wario 64 said. Hot damn. Goodbye, Volcano High. Boo! <laughs> okay. Um, it, it, it's so weird. Like, it, it's so weird to think this just isn't the game that was announced with the PS5. Because they fucking fired the writer and rewrote the entire thing. <laughs> right. It's so weird. It feels like we moved past it. Because it just disappeared after right. being announced. Yeah, and we never saw yeah, gameplay. A game, a, a game making, like a game, like a parody game of it already came out lapping it. A parody <laughs> game that's like six hours long to my knowledge. So they, it's not like a short joke. It's a very long joke, which means it's better. <laughs> uh, goodbye, Volcano High looks like a game we will probably play on a stream in order to give uh, fair time to both sides. This is the... <laughs> what what uh, is this? The fucking, the fucking campaign law of streaming? Yes. You played, yes. You played, played Microsoft Tom Goes to Narrative. Terrible, terrible <laughs> fucking narrative experience, and now you have to play Sony's? Yeah, that's I, the rules. I don't know what to tell you. I think it was really weird getting to see the gameplay this time because it was like the cutscenes and stuff have one art style that looks okay, mm. but then it goes to gameplay and it's like a different art style that's just really bad looking visual novel. Well, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a much lower budget thing. Yeah, yeah. And they, they have the faces they swap out on it as it. Uh, yeah, but it doesn't even look like artistically similar. Like, they look so dissimilar that it's weird. I don't know. It looks like the TV show movie dichotomy. It kind of looks like that. American yeah. animation. The, the, the thing that drives me fucking crazy about this game is they have, like, the anime flesh tooth thing yes. that some characters have. Uh -huh. But then they open their mouth and it goes away. Yeah, it turns into real teeth when they open their mouth, which is very strange. That's coming out June 15th. Which means right, on, it's, right on top of Street Fighter uh, 6 and, and Final Fantasy 16. I'm sure it'll do great. <laughs> and the summer of gaming. This is great. What a great... Yeah, just throw it in the fire, I guess. <laughs> Shocked that it wasn't announced for PlayStation Extra. Like, plus extra. Naruto to Boruto Ultimate Ninja Storm Connections is coming out this year. It is just smashing all those other games together to be a big game. Yeah, it sounds like it'll go through the entire plot of Naruto. And I looked at it and went, no, Dan, don't. Don't do it, Dan. <laughs> Oh, they say it's 60 FPS now. Yeah, it looked it in that trailer, which is awesome. Right? I can't. I can't. <laughs> I can't. It's 2023. I'm 20 years late to this party. I feel, I feel bad that even still now, I'm like, let me change Naruto's voice to Japanese and leave everyone else. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. That voice actress they got for Naruto is just so bad. I can't. I can't. It's one of the worst English dub voices I've heard. Naruto's English voice actor is what my mother heard every time Excel spoke. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
so that's that's cool i i can't i can't i can't it's 2023 i cannot get back so what you're saying is there's a live stream <laughs> god damn it <laughs> i hope not um baldur's gate 3 is out august 31st we saw a trailer it had a cool ghost dog or a cool hellhound it had the skull face it's very cool i have nothing else to say about that trailer Maybe someone else does. Uh. All right. Uh. <laughs> Wayfinder beta out next week. Closed beta. So not even that normal people can actually play it and talk about it beta. Uh. You know, I read the name and I still didn't remember the game. Yes, yeah, the, the wow like. It's just so wow looking and doesn't have anything else to attach it to my brain. It's made by Digital they Extremes. Is that the... Is That's this the thing made by sector? Digital Extremes? Yep, this That's is the, the dark, dark sector, sector thing. thing. What? At least it's it's either made or published by them. They were on the title logo. Weird. Okay. Okay, they're just publishing it because they have more money than God. Yeah, I guess, I guess this is the fantasy thing they they announced that they were working yeah. on. Yep. No, no, that's Soul Frame. Oh, so this yeah, is just yeah. some different thing. <sighs> Uh, we got a tra trailer for Street Fighter Six featuring Zangief, uh, Lily, and Cammy. Uh, that was an awesome fucking trailer. Those designs rule. Yeah, Zangief's yeah. really good. Cammy <laughs> yeah, having her Street Fighter Two movie neck break as her super is, is very cool. Yeah, Which, I couldn't believe it was the entire thing. <laughs> I did not play Street Fighter growing up, so I always assumed that weird-ass move was, oh, that must be a thing she does in the game. That's why they animated it. <laughs> and um i think i think that uh the, the new character lily is supposed to be like the the successor of t-hawk oh oh maybe yeah her moveset looks awesome also she's got a bird yeah that bird is insanely well rendered <laughs> yeah that's that's one of the best looking birds in games <laughs> uh we also got resident before remake special demo coming soon cool mercenaries is post-launch dlc for free did they announce that did they announce it's free uh-oh <laughs> i assume it's free but uh-oh because it'd be insane to be like yeah oh they said money. they said mercenaries was was put was free it was gonna be free post-launch okay. dlc okay 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 resident before remake looks really goddamn good yeah this trailer really did just it, show you it shows so much showed they showed the fucking base at the end, the helicopter fight. They showed the two uh, El Giganti in the in the mine. They showed the minecart segment. If there was anything they were going to fucking cut, I thought it would have been that underground segment, but I guess they're not cutting fucking anything. Um, who is in the chopper? I cannot remember his name. I just remember he's our good friend, our best friend. <laughs> our butt. He's our, he's our friendo. Um... <laughs> I don't remember his name for very good reason. Mike, it's Mike. Mike, Mike. there we go. Do you think? Do you think that they'll uh, they'll be like, oh, don't worry, guys. This time, Mike will make it. I think they will. I, I think they're so. giving us that. I hope so. That'll be so good. What if there's like special conditions? <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, you get there fast enough in the playthrough. Oh, that, I hope that would rule. That would. That would be so good. That remake looks fucking great. I'm also, so excited. Also, a while back, they announced, uh, they announced, like, there won't be any QTEs in this game. Uh -huh. And then I'm like, that means the knife fight with Wesker's totally going to be a real fight. And yes, it is. 
Krauser. Yeah, he needs Krauser. Not yeah, not Wesker. Krauser. I mean Krauser. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's amazing. I, that was the one thing I was worried about losing with the lack of um, mm -hmm. QTEs. Uh, QTEs. Yeah, but I was like, well, it'll probably just be a really cool casting, and that's better anyway. Mm. I feel like nothing is lost by losing QTEs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. That yeah, that. I'm so excited. It's like, I, I love Resident Evil. I love Resident Evil 2 remake, Resident Evil 3 remake, Resident <laughs> Evil 4 remake, and then Resident Evil 5, the game they'll probably never remake because everyone's going to point at it and go, you're racist. Well, they could just, they could just fucking change all of that. Like, they, they can remake it RE3 nice. style and not have the seven <laughs> See, foot I... tall guy with the tribal mask and the spear be yeah, a major like, mini they, boss. They literally would have to patch people who chuck spears out of that game yeah I they feel would like have to remove the, the, a chunk there's that angle and i feel like a lot of people see that is the point where resident evil started getting bad because it's already become multiplayer focused yeah so i feel like that'd be another reason they wouldn't remake it but who knows maybe they I, actually don't don't think they're, uh, I don't think they would care that much hmm. uh, about that, that angle. means next yeah all they have to do is not make it multiplayer anymore <laughs> I think I think you give me a, a multiplayer co-op experience that's as good as these fucking remakes, and you have yourself like a fucking Sony first party amount I, of sales. Frankly, I don't I don't trust in their ability to do that. I mean, it sold really well the first time. Resident yeah, Evil Five sold really well. Is the best game ever made. You're right. <laughs> Look, even RE Six sold well. So if the logic is the next one sold. You know, RE5 was also fine. I just didn't like it nearly as much as four. No, but that's that's normal. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think RE5 is good. I think it's a uh, trashy in a few different ways that I feel like even prior Resident Evils weren't. Right. It it, it really is that thing of like co-op was such a divisive thing for the series, and them doing these remakes was kind of like we need to get away from what we were doing. I mean, not really, because they had the fucking Resident Evil 7 in between. So they clearly weren't even doing... Like, the remakes have nothing to do with that. They're just <laughs> remaking games that are not co-op. Right. Right. So that doesn't... It, it's not about that. Like, even 7 feels like a reboot for the series. Like that, I mean, yeah, that, but it's also a reboot away from what the remakes are. Yes. Yeah, it's just, we made a horror game. Unlike the others, which are more action-y in various mm -hmm. ways. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't. Not, none of Capcom's actions so far have made me believe they won't touch five because of co-op. I totally think they wouldn't do it because I. Of <laughs> yeah, because there's other reasons they wouldn't touch. Five. Yeah. I would be totally fine with five and even them keeping the co-op, but all they need to do is one, give me a fucking attaché case. Don't fuck up the inventory again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd like it to be a game and not like missions you go through and you teleport to different areas so much i mean that's there are so many things about the game design that are are because it's co-op like that feels like a concession for co-op to work yeah and 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 make it not racist which i think you could do you just all just shift it to be more like umbrella like they're, they're like weird there's they're like these african P, pmcs instead of what they put in the game <laughs> yeah they, the, there is a large chunk of the game where it just be completely different yeah because it's like and then chris redfield and uh elena sheva 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 is elena the street fighter three chick yes okay there we go 
Could you imagine she's doing that shit in Street Resident Evil 5? <laughs> Man, her animations are smooth. Yeah, they're they're rotoscoped. <laughs> oh, and, and somehow. D- um, don't make don't make so much of your fucking damage in RE5 based on doing those melee combos. I don't know. You I can really only do in co-op. Oh, you mean the melee combo chains? Yeah. Okay. Yes, yeah. the melee combo chains, because because the only way to do like big da- big Soviet damage in <laughs> in RE5 is with those combo chains. And like I, I like just knifing people when they're on their ass after knocking them down. Like those combos are cool, but again, yeah. only working co-op is bad. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, no, the part where you get on a boat with, with Sheva and Chris and just go around <laughs> to these tiny islands full of racial stereotypes and it's like, maybe you just cut that entire, I want I want the boat segment. So you just have to find something else. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, like, like Chris is saying, here's some umbrella factories out here in the swamp. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it would be really cool to see them remake that. Cause they would get to do all the Wesker is just a matrix villain stuff. And they'd also get we'd get an amazing version of Chris punching boulders, yeah, which is two very important things. Those are really iconic moments. Yeah, we we keep referencing them in ways that don't even make sense. Why why did that guy in Resident Evil Eight know about Chris punching those boulders? I assume the YouTube video is uploaded. <laughs> <laughs> Chris is a big YouTube star now. Jill's taking the video. Yes. <laughs> Man, this this looked good back when it went up on YouTube in 2008, but you could barely make out what's happening in the video. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, and then Jill, you could have like that prequel thing actually integrated properly into the story. Yeah. and Yeah, that'd be great. Be cool. Yeah, no, I think there's a lot that's great about 5, and these these remakes are amazing. Mm-hmm. I would love to see that. Um, anyway, we got to fucking... <laughs> actually, Suicide Squad, May 26th. They showed us one trailer that seemed okay, and then another trailer that was horrible. As it just had 24 frames per second footage and a lot more than anyone needed to hear about this game where they're like, you can fight online with your friends or foes. <laughs> <laughs> what about gear ranks? Tell me more. The, the fucking gear scores. Like, why... <laughs> The moment they showed that shit, I'm like, oh, there's zero possibility I buy this game. I think there's a really high chance this game will be much better than Gotham Knights, meaning it will not be a three. <laughs> it could be a six or a seven. I like just hearing Chris stroke out. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, it's, it's, like this, it's gonna be a lot better than this fucking game they shouldn't have shipped. <laughs> I was surprised that the movement looked interesting at all. Like, uh, I again, I, I was convinced this game was just going to be third-person cover shooter yeah. with powers. Yeah. Whereas it seemed like they were they went for something really weird for these characters where they can uh-huh. basically all fly. Yeah. In some way. You're going to get the game and the game's going to explain that shit. You're going to go, why didn't they explain that in the 15 minutes they trapped me watching this shit? They explained Boomerang's speed force. Yeah, they explained that. <laughs> Explain the jetpacks. Where are the jetpacks? Come? I guess I guess Harley right Quinn's always attached to a drone to yeah, do her floaty Harley stuff. Harley Quinn has a drone she jumps off of. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the sniper guy just has a jetpack. Mm. Captain Boomerang has boomerangs charged with the speed force, which is what the Flash gets his powers from, yeah. which is why he's like doing teleports. And I, I guess King Shark is just super strong and can run up buildings and jump and shit like the Hulk. We said he's got a gauntlet, a Speed Force gauntlet. Mm-hmm. Which, who knows how you make one of those elbow deep in the flash. Uh, 
I, I thought the end of the first trailer was pretty funny where they have Wonder Woman show up and put the flash in the in the glass of truth and and ask him how to solve it. And he tells them that she has to kill all of them. And I'm like, OK, but this is a game like I know brand guides exist. They're not going to kill all these people. <laughs> but it's in the title. Yeah. <laughs> Also, um, why are we playing as these <laughs> characters if Wonder Woman isn't mind controlled? She seems like way better suited to solving all these problems than them. I mean, she well, did she boom the there. clash on the snoot, yeah. and he stopped running. Right. So, I guess she's going to have some sort of internal conflict over having to kill her friends. I assume there will be that, and I assume there's just going to see. They didn't fucking tell. Once again, I don't know what this game is. Like structurally. Yeah, structurally, we got a lot of them fucking around in this open world in the city. Are there going to be, like, set PC missions? Are there going to, like... Yeah, it seemed yeah, like... Or you're in a dry metropolis and you, you know, GTA-style go around to missions, but at any point in the story, you look over and there's Wonder Woman holding Superman off for the entire 25-hour story. <laughs> yeah, see, like, I'm wondering, like, because if I was making this game... Superman is here and you have to fucking run would be a mission. Right. And it's that like, makes these sense. People, you have no fucking shot. It was like, it was clear that this was, this seemed to be a mission that was about destroying that turret, I think. Yeah, it was the I, tentacle I say, monsters manning these guns and you needed to stop. Right? Yeah. So I'm guessing that's just, I, I don't know if that's a story. I guess it would be a story mission because this flash thing happened right after it. Yeah. Yeah, it's just I, I guess. Yeah. So that there's there's a vague understanding of what's how that works. Them telling me that this was Metropolis just kind of made me upset. Really? Because I just had that moment of Yeah, this was a Superman game and you ruined it. Well, I yeah, mean, the, everything I guarantee that somebody's gonna get into like the files when this game comes out and be like, Yeah, here's all the cut stuff from the cutsuit, the Superman game. This was originally supposed to be. It just hurts. <laughs> Bob, how many man bats are we going to fight in this game? Hopefully not. Chris? <laughs> no, none. <laughs> Dr. Man Agro. The... <sighs> I mean, there's got to be at least one in there, right? That's what I'm thinking, no, too. Like there, one there man bat. be at least one. <laughs> why, would it, why would it... Why would a D-tier Batman villain show up in this game? Oh, yeah, exactly. They're going to do the crossover update later, so that way Man Bat's added to the game. You get the, the Man Bat raid. It's telling me gonna... you don't want to see Captain Boomerang try and fumble the difference between Batman and Man Bat like it's a thing? Uh, that'd be pretty good. I'm going to be real. I frankly don't want to see Captain Boomerang do much of anything. <laughs> yeah. Look, I'm just imagining he's, he's the, still, the still image they put out for the DLC that features Man Bat, and mm -hmm. he's crossing his arms like this, and he's doing a sassy look, and then they tell you what comes with the DLC. <laughs> that that alone's worth it. I I feel bad that I know I'm going to have to play this eventually because I, I know want, I want to see the I want to see the Kevin Conroy's final role. That's true, and. So, but I'll also have to play it like on some timeline because this game is always online, so it will be shut down within a, like a year or two. Yeah. So we need to play it before that happens. I have seen people today surprised that it's always online. 
like Wario 64 is tweeting it and people are just surprised. And I'm like, why are you surprised by this anymore? I thought why that, is anyone I, ever surprised by I this? I thought anymore? that leaked like a week ago. That's why I wasn't surprised. I mean, it, you shouldn't be surprised. Look at the shape of the game. I know. It's like you motherfuckers are looking at a Mario game going, yo, he he jumps? <laughs> no fucking way. Yeah. What? I'm not good at jumping games. Why this motherfucker jump? It is so fucking obvious every time with these things. Like, yeah, it's going to have forced online. Yeah. There's yeah. a fucking games as a service thing originally. Of course it is. They don't want you cheating the economy of the game. It's so sad. <laughs> it sucks. This is the exact... If you, if you really want to know, this is the exact shape of, of modern video game that I think is ruining everything. Yeah, no, which this is, is funny absolutely because causing the, the collapse. The prior Rocksteady game is nothing like that. <laughs> anyway, no, I just I'm just looking at, at the screen at the screen of of Harley Quinn's gear set and fucking stroking out. Hey, I saw Home a damage run, range legendary like bat. 3,500 yeah. to 3,800 damage. That's exciting. Shield harvest strike bonus, 551%. Mm -hmm. Combo strike damage bonus, 90%. Suicide strike damage, 16,000? Suicide strike resource gain, 93%. So I guess Plus the suicide 11... strike is like their, their ultimate. They get the pop. Probably, yes. Plus 11 melee damage to grunt enemies. Plus 31 melee damage on shield harvestable enemies. Plus 2% shield generated on melee hit. Venom frenzy. Why? Just put the barrel of Bob, the gun in my mouth. Bob, you're confused. Allow me to explain. That is a legendary or epic item. <laughs> right. So obviously, it should have everything like Diablo 2. It should just have countless things that it's doing for you. But yes, I, it's inevitable I, we're going to play these this motherfuckers. Yeah. yeah, I I am vulnerable to this. I am. I love being strong and number go up. Yeah, you have somehow made the become strong and make number go up game where it does nothing. I, yeah, the, <laughs> the thing about all of these, like they're all going for that same destiny feel of these numbers don't actually make you feel strong. Like there still is some weird fake gap of power that you cannot cross so it's the guys in the first area can still kill you yeah and that's the depressing part of these big maybe, numbers maybe this will actually work maybe i just can't trust them until you get your hands on them right uh, exactly. i mean i mean yeah. i'm looking once once again i'm looking at um i'm looking at her at, at this screenshot and i see light levels so no it's not going to work out oh. <laughs> well that's all it, i had the, to say about this these games play. need to be like world of warcraft where you gain five levels and then suddenly nothing five something five levels lower than you can't even hit you. Yeah, I don't know why they don't do that. Because obviously they can do their strikes or whatever and just change the numbers for those areas. Yeah, they're hyper concerned about the stuff that seems like it's focused on competitive play, like against other players, but they don't have that. Yeah. It's just a weird mental disease they got into. I think Diablo 3 might have been part of the cause of this. <laughs> I mean, Diablo 3 definitely did the we're worried about PvP, so we ruined the game oops. Yeah. Anyway. I'm good. I'm done talking about State of Play. Did anyone else have any other things to say? We didn't give it a letter score. We didn't. Uh, at the end of that stream, but we can do it here. Sure. I'm going to give it a C plus because it showed me a few VR games that looked really cool. Elsewise, it didn't show me sh jack shit I care about, really. 
Yeah. And it committed one of the worst sins, making vo- Goodbye Volcano High real. <laughs> Three years after they've introduced it to me. Three years it was gone. Still going to have to play that game. Bob. This is a little rough. I wanted to say a D. Because mm. it was it was really bad. Mm-hmm. Like, I think ending on 15 minutes of Suicide Squad really killed it. Yeah. Like, the rest of it was kind of just okay. And then it went into that. At least right before that, we got that amp up of, hey, here's some new some new Cap- or some new Street Fighter characters. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. 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 And Resident Evil 4 Remake. Right? Yeah. Like, that stuff was cool. Yeah. I says, I guess a D plus. Okay. Yeah. Chris? I don't own a VR headset, so D plus. Dr. Agro. I'm struggling with whether or not it's fair to blame how brain diseased the Suicide Squad is <laughs> on the conference as 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 a presentation. Because, you know, that was that was kind of a pretty good showing of a game that has terrible problems. <laughs> so I think I'm going to give it a C for a C. This is why you should have ended that Suicide Squad thing like halfway through. <laughs> yes. That's true. That's true. Yeah, Res- uh, Resident, Evil, Resident Evil 4 remake and uh, Street Fighter 6 was really hype. Mm-hmm. They had a few neat VR things. And um, frankly, I was interested in that one puzzle game about guiding them through the afterlife before they were like, it's VR. And I'm like, oh, shit, what an upgrade. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyways, there you go. That's it. Big think over. Now we talk about what we're doing in the next week. I'm playing a shitload of VR. Whoa. I don't know if it's anything the audience should be because I don't know if I'm going live with any of it. <laughs> I feel like the audience would love to watch you play Star Wars or watch, it pl- watch us play Horizon. Mm-hmm. Uh, should we? We should announce what's Friday and Sunday, though. Ooh. Friday, we're doing PSVR 2 game. Still undecided. Might be Star Wars. Might be Horizon. Right. Might be uh, an assortment. nope nope none of these are set up right what about this Babylon's Fall that's what's (laughs) Sunday (laughs) there you go Sunday is Babylon's Fall we're we're giving a farewell to Babylon's Fall this Sunday will it still be there it shuts down on the 28th it shuts down on Tuesday yeah (laughs) so we do it a little ahead of time a lot of farewells this week. We did the PSVR 1 farewell, and now we're doing a farewell for Babylon's Fall. Luckily for us, just as Ag sent us a copy in time because the price of the physical skyrocketed when right. they delisted it from everything. I'm like, look, I want to do that stream, but there's no way we're spending $80 on the game to do that stream. Uh, so look forward to that on Sunday. And tomorrow, I don't know which of those games we're doing, but it's going to be a really good time. Yeah, no, I think both of those are really cool. I, you have to balance between that Star Wars game's been out for a while since Game Quest 2, so maybe it's less hype because of VR that. games aren't real. That's true. We could do a VR game from 2017 and no one would know. That's true. That, that I was going to say, Horizon has that massive deep up of its horizon, so no one on Earth cares. <laughs> Agro, he just unpersoned you. <laughs> Bob, where, where do you think I am when I'm not in the room with you? <laughs> I'm sorry, you just vanished. <laughs> Ground control to Dr. Agro. <laughs> no one on Earth really cares. 
Agro, did you get did you get to the second did you get to the second area where you do where she knocks you out? You get knocked out and there's a transition. Oh yeah, no, I I was halfway up that wall and then I turned around and went, oh, I missed one of those targets. Uh, I'll shoot it as soon as I get to the top of this thing, and then then I got brained with a rock. Oh, okay, so you've seen Aloy in VR? Yes. Uh, I don't. I mean, I'm I'm assuming it's because the headset is gauging how far I am from the ground, but I'm like, man, everybody in Horizon's tiny. Yes. No. That is literally what it's doing. <laughs> uh. Yeah, it was weird. I didn't think I would ever see Aloy in VR. That's like a weird thing. Yeah, I assume she wasn't in this. Me too. They, they, the, all the advertising may seem like it was yeah, a separate they story. They didn't yeah. show her. Not, it wasn't until yeah. like the preview sets started going out to reviewers that I saw footage of her. Ah. See, I didn't even know. I didn't even know. I watched some people stream it and I just tabbed out before they got to that part. But yeah, that's it's weird. Yeah, it's just weird. It's like like Aloy is not some iconic character, but she is an, an important character technically. So it's kind of like if Nathan Drake was in front of me in VR, and that just feels like it is weird. Cole McGrath was hunched over me in <laughs> VR. She's <laughs> like, hi, I'm Aloy. This is a horizon game. Uh, here's two lines of dialogue to place it in the timeline. Peace. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's true. That is literally what happens. Anyways. That's what we're going to be up to. You should all expect podcasts. <laughs> Open-ended statement. Right. Uh, Chris, what are you up to in the next week? I'm going to stream Saints Row 4. Woo! I'll probably... I might, after that, depending on time, take a look at Gat Out of Hell, the expansion pack for saints row four which i'm I'm not really interested in because I, th- I don't even think that thing has missions i think it's just do 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 takeovers to take over the city map <sighs> oh my god oh you know at least coming to saints row four after saints row the saints row that's got to be an upgrade right oh i assume fucking hopefully i assume it'll be closer to done yeah so there you go uh aggro what do you got going on in the next week I'm going to be playing a shit ton of VR games and <laughs> probably getting sore shoulders from climbing all that goddamn mountain. <laughs> Weird that my legs are not sore from climbing this mountain. <laughs> it is insanely ripped. Bob was saying the thing that they would cut to the third person perspective and my character would have a gorilla arm for one of his arms. Just absolutely <laughs> massive mutant arm. Anyways, that's going to do it for Big Think Dimension this week. I guess. Bye. Bye. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Big Think Dimension. Big Think Dimension is only possible because of you and your incredible support over on patreon.com slash gbpodcast where you can watch Isolation 119, a real movie that people watch all the time. It's happening every day. You're the only one not watching it right now. Go sign up and get a ton more content today.